Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. With Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com, we are live here at the Blue Point Brew Pub in the heart of Patchogue. Patchogue. You know what? Two things. Number one, I never have Steve your mic open when we start a show. No, ever. I never do. And that's ever. the reason. And it's interesting enough that you are uh, talking at the intro now, because I thought I had you trained not to say anything <laughs> until we actually started the show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. Uh, we have some people out there in the audience, and uh, we are live here at this beautiful beer campus that we've spent so much time at over the years. Uh, one thing we want to start with is obviously promoting November 4th, Cast Fest. The Cast Fest. <laughs> it should be uh, like followed up by like a huge metal. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. Wilhelm Cast Scream. Cast Fest coming. Oh, Something like that. We got we to gotta figure that out. I'll do it in post. How about that? How many different casts this year possibly? Oh, my God. Uh, well, can we? You want to save I'm that? I doing 55. 55. <laughs> 55 <laughs> casts. 55 Tweets to blow your mind. (laughs) How much are the tickets? I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. It's so small, the amount. (laughs) So small that you won't even know what happened. It's minuscule. Compared to the amount of 55 casts you're going to get. That's just Jim's cast. Exactly. That's just Blue Point cast. Right. That's not the plethora of of every brewery. All these other breweries that are going to be there. And the homebrew clubs. And you got to remember, some breweries bring one, some bring two. Yep. The homebrew clubs bring 10. You know, what's great about us getting here a little early on those days is... Getting hammered? Oh. No, no. Oh, oh, We get to preview everything. Yeah. I feel very special when I just get to see what everyone's pouring and, like, map it out for the rest of the day. What's really cool... See, now, for years now, I've I've come to these, whether uh, being a brewer or or doing uh, the wart, and watching you go around and tap and tap and tap and tap and tap, and just the aromas coming off these casks, or, or the... Volatility of these casks. <laughs> the absolute mess. The, 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 the geysers that happen. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's such a sight. It's so cool. I am very psyched to do it. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, uh, still tickets available. Trust me. Yep. Uh, Warp Tour Band. Come on. I mean, that was a hit last year and this year. 
um, with a lot of new music out. I'm sure they're going to cover uh, some new Blink songs. I mean, if they don't, it'd be silly not to. But they they will definitely have something in their pocket, back pocket. The boys will be kicking it. Oh God! So I mean, what a festival it is. Uh, go to uh, Blue Point uh, website and go ahead and get your tickets. We'll we'll post something on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, and all that stuff, so you can get tickets right away. Uh, when you guys are hearing this on Monday, today's Monday, uh, <laughs> October 20th, I think it is? Or no, 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 it's no, 23rd. October 23rd is when you're hearing this. Is when you're hearing this. Uh, you still have a uh, little over, a little under a week to get your tickets and get on it. So go to the Blue Points uh, website and check them out. Buy your tickets today, and guys. Even though it's been raining every weekend. It won't rain on that. It day. won't. Dude, it was it never, 80 it never degrees does. last year. Remember last year? It never you were in does. shorts it's and t-shirts. always yeah. awesome. It was amazing. Except for the first year when it snowed. No. It snowed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We'll get yeah. to talk about that. All no, right. we will. Well, now that our music's run out, we do have uh, a few sponsors we have to read. So, uh, Steve, take it away with Rosie's Dress Solutions. Right, right. Rosie's Dress Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and more. They are passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery. Mm. And that is only done by making sure those draft system lines are perfectly clean. Clean and tight. Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerated installs across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at Rosie's Draft Solutions at gmail.com or call them at 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention the word, and I think now they're giving uh, uh, Swedish massages. That's uh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so cool. I like that. So go to rosiestraftsolutions.com uh, or go ahead and give them a call. Our link is in our link tree on our bio of our Instagram. Uh, listen, great, great uh, fans of the show and great people for a nice small family business. Uh, we're also sponsored tonight by Brewbag. Brewbag for your Brewbag. beer pong cornhole. You will see that out and about on uh, Cast Fest. We, we will, will have, have that out and ready to go. Uh, it's your, uh, you know, your classic six-hole beer pong, but it's Brewbag. It's, it's cornhole. And uh, the game is... Shoot to you drink. Or I, drink uh, to you shoot. I, I didn't. I didn't get to play enough this year. I agree. During the summer, I completely feel I, gypped. Yep, hundred percent. I really did. Hundred and ten percent did not feel like I got my my brew bag in, but we will. Oh yeah. We'll, we're going to make up for that this uh, in two weeks. Uh, so go to brewbag.com or go to our bio in our Instagram and uh, Linktree. We'll give you a, a private website where you can get your brew bag today. Go to brewbag.com. We're also sponsored by Beer Maker, B-E-R-M-K-R, for your uh, table. Have you guys heard about Beer Maker? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Okay. so <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, we're going to have fun with Mark today. <laughs> you always do. Yeah. So uh, Beer Maker is your tabletop automated all-grain brewing system. It is, uh, is one of the most amazing inventions that I've seen. So go to B-E-R-M-K-R, and uh, you can actually get kits that are pre-measured out for all your grains, your hops. Um, you can of get, course, they just came out their pumpkin and their yep. Oktoberfest. Uh, fantastic, and <clears throat> you know all year long you can get your your porters, your stouts, your dark beers. You can get your hazies. You can get anything you want, or you can make your own recipes. Yeah, and you can go on their little calculator, and they'll figure out how much you need for your excuse me one gallon Ooh. batch. Yeah, I know that was a burp. So go to B E R M K R. Go to our Instagram and our bio and our link tree. You'll have a direct link to Beer Maker. And finally, we are sponsored by Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware for your. Uh, all your servicing needs for your small... Large, small capacity. S- no, large capacity needs are small uh, bat- batch. Small? Small, small batch. At home. Yeah, whatever. Small batch. Really, they, they sell a shit ton of tri-clamps. That's yeah. what it comes down to, Tri-clamps right? for president. Right, that's what you need. You need tri-clamps. So Everybody needs a tri-clamp. Go to Brewers Hardware, Never and uh, they were... I, again, I, I always say this, but they were uh, sponsors from day one. They give yep. us uh, gift cards to give back to the breweries and our guests, and uh, you know they really have... Uh, 
been at home with us over the last seven years. So appreciate uh, you guys over at Brewers Hardware. And tonight, as you know, we are live here at Blue, live here at Blue Point. Blue? I was the bleat is the bleat. Yeah. And we are joined by Jim and Mark of Blue Point. What's going on, guys? How are you? All right, man. Take, <laughs> there we go. Ready to go. Ready yeah, to man. go. Mark's ready on it. Um, Were you excited to hear about Beer Maker? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was. He's uh, got one. It's, it's yeah, very exactly. cool. It's he's, very cool. He's putting one on his countertop. And it's, it's, there's an app and everything, and you can watch the whole process as it goes through. Make your own small batch. You know, uh, whatever you want to do, experiment. It's pretty cool. It's it's great for a home brewer yeah. that has no space. Right, right. Fits exactly. right on your countertop. Mm-hmm. The mess is minimal. It's everything's in bags. The beer is in bags. The you know your your wart once it's finished, you just throw the bag away. Yeah. So something like that's good. So if you're not trying to do, like, the Brooklyn beer and the Mr. Beery, <laughs> then it's a much better Mr. system for Beery. you. Mr. Beery. Yes. yes. <laughs> Love Mr. I Beery. I had one of those. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah it was great. Of course. Oh. Little cans. Everybody had yeah, one. Yeah. 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 And it's I not. actually had the buy. I went to Kegco and got a little bottle of the capper and everything. Mm, look at you. Um, you had to drop the little uh, Why sugar didn't you tablet. open a brewery? I, I want to know. Because it was just too much work. I mean, I mean Mark can tell us why he probably should and shouldn't open a brewery for that matter. Sure. Um, but let's, let's, let's get started because, Mark, we had you on uh, last year at CastFest. We only had you for about 15 minutes. It's a busy day. You're yeah, running yeah, around. Yeah. You gave us a, a lot of background about the, the brewery, but we want to hear, you know, from the start. We have a long form here. We have plenty of time. Tell us, how the hell did they get from what you guys were you know very early on to river road and the expansion and then to this beautiful beer campus and stage where you have live music live acts i saw zane lamprey here it was phenomenal that was a great yeah, night yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i love zane lamprey and it just you look around and it was like this is an empire and people will know the branding all across the country how did how did it go from startup to now uh, well, you know, that's, that's a uh, long-winded answer for that. You know, <laughs> we uh, got plenty of time, Mark. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, uh, Sorry, Jim, you're not talking to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Jim's here to drink. Well, Jim's, a big, Jim's, a, Jim's a big piece go. of how that all happened. Right. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it's funny to watch, thinking about the whole evolution of craft beer from, you know, the early days to later on, right? And and I think that's, that's a big piece of that is the early stories for everybody. And, and a lot of that is the sort of the essence and theme of what everybody does in craft beer. So like in the early days, uh, I I brewed my first batch of beer in 1976. So that's, you know, that's, that's getting back there a little bit, right? So I had a 1976 Oldsmobile Cutlass Salon. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was what nice. I took my driving test in. Really? Salon. Oh a yeah. boat. Salon. Yeah, it was a salon. V8. It had white interior, oh. baby blue outs here, and a white like canvas top. I guess it was like a vinyl. But it, sure, I've got my hair cut in that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! By the end of by the end That's of its great. life, I'll give you this. It, it had basketballs holding up the front seats. Yeah, yeah. And the radio burnt out, caught fire in the Lincoln Tunnel on the way to New Jersey. And as it should, as it should. And then I had a uh, three CD disc changer in the back seat with the speakers up on the back window. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. rode that thing into the ground, but it was one of the, the most well-built cars ever. It was amazing. Your sound certainly sounds it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can tell well, you, you know, how, how many shopping carts. Things were built and made that's really what I'm well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, I'm getting yeah, yeah. at. It's like the branding started when you first you know, brewed that yeah. first beer. Do you remember what beer I that was? Uh, well, no, not really. The, uh, <laughs> it was beer. The, it was so before 78, right, when Carter made the, the home brewing legal. Yeah. So in 76, it was still illegal, right? So we had 
underground magazines and zines, and then we sort of put the pieces together. And there was this guy, this English guy in Queens, that we would go to his apartment, mm. and we had a secret knock, and he'd open the door, and we'd go in, secret and knock. he would sell us <laughs> malt and hops illegally because right. it was fucking, it was contraband, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and so it's like drug dealing, yeah. but yeah. only yeah, you know, it's malt. the same feeling of that. Though. Exactly. Hey, you got any right. of those carapels? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I yeah, got the cascade. What do you got? <laughs> We're like John Bull. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! John are you holding? You holding? Yeah, are you holding? Exactly. Well? Yeah, I got the Centennial. What you need? <laughs> Why are these hops brown? They're supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's seeds in these. Hold on. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a second. But we go back out, and you know, I was a teenager, and we go back out. That old brother that was directing the show here, and. Uh, brew the beer, and it was so that that sort of illicit and excitement imprints on you a lot when you're young, right? right. And so, once we started doing that, and uh, we had this one situation that happened when we were brewing beer, because remember, it's still illegal, right? So you can't have it in your house, you can't do it in this. We weren't doing it in my parents' house where I was living, and we're doing it at my brother's house. <laughs> and so we Point were, him. we had this mobile DJ business that going on, and I would be in the bars as a 15-year-old at 4 a.m. But that's a different story, but. The one time we were coming home and we had brewed beer and we had the carboy in the house, right? So we're coming home from a bar in Smithtown Avenue, here, going to Oakdale, mm. and a, the buddy, a buddy of mine is right behind me, right? So he drops his cigarette accidentally and swerves and hits a car, smacks his head. We're only a couple blocks from the house. He drives home, 4.35 in the morning, comes in. We had been, um, my brother and his friends used to go and scuba dive for hash bricks, right? So at that, at <laughs> wait, that time, wait, 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 we're gonna see, don't don't tangents, don't, right, here don't we pass go. that one tangents. up, right? So where back, were these? Well, the, back then, if you were a scuba diver, the remember this is pre-internet technology. They right. the the Coast Guard would just sink the boats off the coast off the coast of Long Island, New Jersey, and okay. you could you could tune into where they were, ah. rent a boat, and go out and dive and, and catch so, whatever and pick up whatever. So we had these ten kilo uh, uh, hash bricks at the house <laughs> that had the you know the turkey stamp on them, and but they were wet, right? So you okay. had to you had to dry, dry them out. Dry them out, yeah. Really low and slow in the oven, right? So that happened. It happened to be. It happened to be drying night, right? Okay. So we come back. Which from the was bar. a Thursday, by the way. If anybody's asking, right? And we get drying night. We come in, and my buddy's right behind me. Now he's bleeding from the head where he hit his head on the in the, in the swipe in the car, and I'm like, oh shit, we're trying to figure it out. And then the cops pull up, right? So the person's car he hit saw him and followed and called the police. Not ah, a police are there. Okay. Now we're in this tiny kitchen. We got 10 hash bricks in the, <laughs> in the oven. My buddies just did a hit and run. He's bleeding from his head. Um, I grabbed the phone as I see the cop coming off and I dial 911. You remember when the phone was on the wall? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I grabbed the phone on the wall. And you rotary. <laughs> yeah, and I rotary 911. <laughs> and it took time as the cop was coming up the driveway like a slow motion kind of a thing, matrix deal. And <laughs> so then I get, the, I, get him, I get the cop on the phone. I hand it to him, the, the phone to my friend bleeding down. I go, just report the accident right. so that it's not a hit and run. So the cop comes in the house. We're all standing in the kitchen with our hands on our hips. It smells like you can only imagine. <laughs> We're so glad my you're friend's here. bleeding. The cops are on the phone. The cop doesn't believe our story. He yanks the phone out of my friend's hand with the blood on it. He's, he gets on there and he realizes it is 911. Yeah. He like the blood all calmed down. He relaxed, put the phone back. All right, we're going to take care of this. I'll write you a ticket, but we realize you had to leave. And we're all like, do, 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 do. Nothing to see here, folks. There's a, a carboy of beer bubbling. There's 10 bricks of ash in the, in the stove. And it's 5 in the morning, and my friend's bleeding. They're all like, just another day in the yeah, old show, hey. eh? You know? Yeah, you want to come over after you're done? Or yeah. We're having a great time here. 
so he, d he did leave and we survived it all and it was like that kind of things you don't forget yeah you, know, that's I know, like <laughs> you don't forget that no, so I, had, I have a night where we uh, similarly got pulled over by the cops and we had to uh, they, they suspected contraband we didn't have anything that they could do anything with so they ended up like breaking things in my trunk yeah. to make sure that it wasn't like they were in bags and it was like equipment like uh, athletic equipment and like break that that's something I'm like no but I'll break it whatever you want I'm, I'm an idiot I'm like 18 years old I don't want to get in trouble it's Nassau County Police so I'm like alright yeah I'll break it whatever and we got it, we, we walked away, but uh, it's just like one of those things you remember that forever. I remember yeah. my friend told the cops, uh, what color are your sneakers? He goes, ice gray. We call everyone ice gray now for yeah. some reason. <laughs> it's like you just know those yeah. things set in your mind forever, but you don't know what beer was in there. No, I don't. I don't remember. It, uh, I wasn't kidding though. It was some kind of John Bull concoction. Oh, so okay, that was, right, that's crazy. That was that was our. Uh, we were enamored with that. It was from overseas. It was mm. all exciting, and you know didn't realize it was all prepared for us so right, well but right. it did work right and it was beerish you know when we drank it so the first beer you do remember can you can you recall that like where were you what were you doing uh so uh we did that for a little bit right, right? and then uh i did um i joined i was in the navy and i was out in san diego right and so we right. were doing we started home brewing out there right and the challenges out there is is just keeping stuff cool because right. it's temperature it's yeah. blazing mm -hmm. hot at all times and so the old you know, foamy uh, carboys in the in the <laughs> over the the carpet in the rental rental places. You know, we did plenty <laughs> of that, and uh, but that was we was we were trying to do slightly lighter beers out there in, okay. in the hot weather, right? And yeah. so, you know, lagers were probably a little bit beyond us, but uh, you know, just kind of making light golden ales, just something that we could, you know, get down, drinkable. right? Something yeah. drinkable to start, and then. It, everything always just sort of got, you know, then now it's double stout time, and now it's, you know, <laughs> just, all right, we tried that, that was fine, now it's time to get down on it. But it was really at that time, this is the early 80s, it was classic styles, right? Yeah. There wasn't, it wasn't a lot of stuff that was uh, changed. And even out there, out right? There. I mean, it wasn't, still wasn't like an IPA heaven yet. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, there was a few, uh, certainly it was ahead of its time in California and the East Coast, yeah. right? And that's sort of what I would do, like, We'd be in San Diego and say the dead were playing in San Francisco and we would take off on a Friday and drive up the coast and stop at every brewery along the way, try to talk to them about what we knew and what they knew because there was no information out there, right? Yeah. Pre-internet. Yeah, and, you know, that statement that craft beer is the first successful open source endeavor by mankind, it was sort of, I lived that life. I lived that, Jesus. go from brewery to brewery, explain everything I knew try to get the information from the brewer, sleep on somebody's living room floor, <laughs> go to the next stop, uh, see a show, turn the car around and try to do that. And I did that for years, yeah. right? And, and so met all kinds of people in the industry, uh, you know, and got information from all different sources. So it was a very interesting way to accumulate information because you got a lot of different points of view. German brewers, American brewers, crazy guys, cokeheads, everything, you know, it was just... <laughs> It, it came at us from every different perspective. So it was a real interesting way to synthesize all of that and try to create What was uh, the something. common thread through all that? Do you remember what, like, what was the one thing that you're like, oh, okay, so they're saying the same thing at each one. At some point or other, they're, they're you know, kind of all saying uh, the one Let's thing. Let's get high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Uh, all right, fair it enough. Was, there was cer certainly, I think, the biggest challenge at that time, everything. It was a combination of uh, raw ingredients and yeast management, right? So okay. yeast oh, management was so, it's so early days for that for craft beer that it was hard for everybody, specifically homebrewers back then, to yeah. get real, real quality yeast to, to do work with. 
And so then that was go to the brewery and get some yeast from them. And Someone the, would give you yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so that that difference was, you know, yeast management was always sort of on the on everybody's question. That would be like the trading card of, of brewers, right? I, mean, I couldn't even imagine back then. Yeah, just trying to figure trying out. To get, trying to get yeast. Right. Yeah. Now mm. it's... You can get yeast anywhere, yeah. anytime, <laughs> shipped to you in hours. I didn't know what yeah. that was. And right. back then, got, yeah, forget it. Yeah, that and viable yeast too. Yeah, right. like, like oh, usable. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Right, and that that sort of uh, everybody. But the other theme was really everybody really trying to make better beer. Like like the whole focus was quality and then lifestyle stuff. Some guys mm. were just lifestyle brewers. They were doing this. They loved the hanging out and the, and all the other things that go with the with the business. And, but most people were really, really, there was such a challenge just to get drinkable beer out because of the limited equipment, the limited knowledge, and all the rest of that. It was really fighting a good fight, was really trying to get quality beer out. And, and that's it's so something new that's, to society at that yeah. point. It takes a while for that kind of to ramp up over time. Uh, w- like these breweries that were out there, w- what was their location? Are they were in garages? Were they doing it out of like a small commercial space? How were they set up? So early 80s, there was a couple of pubs that were going. And okay. so there was some in San Francisco and down. the, and down. So there, at that time, actually nothing in L.A., right? So I'm, I start in San Diego and I, you think about California. We did everything up to Humboldt and back. Nice. And so there, there was a couple things in San Diego, but not the ones you know now, right? Mm. So they're all gone. Uh, but the, nothing in L.A. It was a big, big wasteland. You had to go north. But like San Jose brewing, brewing and San Francisco Brewing yeah. and oh, wow. Berkeley had a couple of places. And so they were, they were basically brew pubs. How would you right? even hear about that? You just talk to the next brewer, the next brewer, where yeah, should yeah. I go? Yeah. yeah, everybody. And then a little bit of every, every piece of information we could pick and yeah. some of the, the early uh, beer magazines and stuff and anything you could, any bit of information, right? It's so... You know, it's just so different now, with the, obviously, with the Internet and everything. It seems very much like the music industry at that time as well, right? I mean, just where's the next best place to play where the audience is for that genre? Right. And then just traveling to that and going to play a couple shows and then moving on from there. Same kind of concept. The audience yeah. is relatively the same. Yeah, I mean, I, that part of the... The joy of the business to me was to travel. It sort of mixed all of that, right? Yeah. Follow the band around, go see these people. This is all like-minded folks that have a similar thing on their on the agenda. Very easy to get ar- along with like-minded folks. Right. And so that it all, I really like that community as much as I liked uh, brewing beer and trying to learn. And so that was, to me, it was a lifestyle uh, endeavor. Right. And so that's, and it still is really, but... That that was sort of at the at the end of the day, it's it's a lifestyle endeavor, and if it's not for you, that's that's fine too. Both paths are uh, are valid, but for me, it was always been a lifestyle endeavor. Right. Now, when you came back to the East Coast, what was the first thing you wanted to do? Did you want to just open up and be be done, or did you you knew you had to kind of go through the process? Yeah, easier said than done, right? I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, the, the East Coast and Long Island, so I, I moved back to Long Island in 1991. Okay. And um, it, it was nothing going on, right, in 91, really. Yeah, I know. And so I had a, home, a couple of homebrew stores in Nassau County, right? And so through those homebrew sto- brew stores, we made some connections. And so I knew I wanted to get into it somehow, some way. I didn't have the capital myself to just uh, plop it down and start. Right. And so it was even hard. It was hard to buy equipment back then, right? It, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't you just didn't it. pick the phone up and call somebody and get a brewery. Like or or go now, on eBay and just purchase yeah. it and have it show up your front door. I mean, it's... Right, right. I mean, the whole thing was just so different. And But um, uh, the, through the homebrew store, I met the guys that opened up Long Island Brewing Company in Jericho, right? Yeah. And so oh, wow. I, I, have a, I have a buddy. 
who used to uh, go, Eric, our friend, a friend of the show, Eric Gray, uh, mentioned to me, because I mentioned I was uh, speaking with you tonight, he goes, uh, talk about Long Island Brewing Company. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, he said Westbury, but maybe it was Mystic. It's around that area. Yeah, it's Jericho, but I yeah. mean, it's yeah. right on the border of the two. Yeah. I, yeah. Have, I have one glass. Right next to the Hojos, he said. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. cross street. Yeah, yeah. I have one glass that has the actual... He has a growler that oh, says yeah, yeah, Long yeah. Island yeah. Brewing Company on it. He said, I'm holding on to that. It's going to be his yeah. nostalgia. That was sort of the... For, certainly for Nassau County, that was the beginning of yep. people actually seeing what it was. Right. And right. it was a majestic place. Two stories, gigantic windows, uh, you know, uh, big tanks on two levels. It was it was an interesting uh, thing for people. And, you know, sort of they come in, Nassau County have never seen a brew pub before. And you come in and it's all well lit. And, mm-hmm. you know, as brewers, we wore white lab coats. They made us wear <laughs> white lab coats. And it was, <laughs> it was sort of, you know, a, a, a little really bit fancy. of a, a song and dance Dr. along Robotto with it. Dr. playing in the background. Right. <laughs> And we had live music, and upstairs was a was a coffee bar. And I mean, different. way before its time, because all that's, that's what you expect it. to see nowadays, right? right. I mean, you exactly. walk into a brew pub like that, that's what you want to see. You want to see the big, tall ceilings and the and the tanks and everything else, like what we have here. It's That's what you expect. And right. so, again, way before time, what was the ultimate demise of that? What what happened to Long Island Brewing Company? Uh, well, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> For the uh, the public knowledge, uh, the uh, well, it didn't work out for them, and right. the, and basically, I, I left before it closed. So okay. I'll, I'll leave that to somebody else. Somebody else said this is history yeah. to to figure out what happened at the end. But uh, to but f- can we su- chalk it up to being way before its time? That if it's something yeah, like 100%. that opened today, yeah, yeah, it would be welcome with open arms. Because oh, yeah. oh, a, yeah, Nassau yeah. County lacks the amount of breweries that Suffolk County has, and B, I mean, anything that's big like this that has you know multiple levels places to go, things to see, family-friendly, dog, all that stuff, it's well sought after on the island. Right. It's a destination. Well, then also, a lot of people didn't understand craft beer. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was uh, it was at its infancy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, maybe they drank a lot of German lagers or, or something like that, but when somebody's making a alt beer or an ESB or something yeah. and like what, what is this or yeah. brown ale you know um, be exactly. me up Scotty was yeah. one of our was our oh, really was our amber ale right nice. yeah oh, that was, an amber mm. and then then uh, the left coast IPA and those those were the things that were out on the menu you know of course there was in a back then American weed and there was you know some other things but yeah. it was a uh, they were busy pl- it was a busy place and for for quite a while uh, w- once again it didn't work out but uh, you know the restaurant business is is has its own demons and I devils say, and, that's and everything. Part of it, right? probably so. because it had a restaurant, a kitchen. There's yeah, yeah, things yeah. that there was limitations to the amount of things you could do. I could imagine as opposed to just getting ingredients. Right, must have been for yeah, the amount of beer be they were trip. brewing. Yeah, that was the whole thing of. The, tra- the, tra- the trailer arrives and all of a sudden everybody scatters because you're you're doing the, the, fifth, the, the 20 pallets of 55 pound bags are coming oh, off by hand. Man. I mean, they still do that. Because it was a restaurant. We didn't have a forklift. Any place that doesn't have a forklift is immediately going, oh, God damn it. Yeah. All of a sudden everybody's Terrible out the door and yeah. everything. But <laughs> all right, I'm punching out. Yeah, I'll see yeah. you guys tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, so that was that all was a challenge. And we did sell yeah. some beer out. We had a kegger and we sold some beer out. So it was really sort of the early And you times. had contracts. You had restaurants that would pick it up and, yeah, yeah, and tap yeah. handles out there. Yeah, yeah. We would drive around and drop it off in the in the cars and stuff. Wow. And it was all it was all n- none of it really really well planned or anything, but just uh, <laughs> it was every day was an exciting new thing. You but know? it seems like it follows the same journey as a lot of new breweries. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Just still oh yeah. f- same heartache, same stuff you have to you know problem solve throughout the time. 
uh, it's it's very similar to anyone that's starting up a new brewery to have to go through those you know trials and tribulations. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, the I think the thing that's misunderstood in general, not by brewers but by people out there, is how complex the whole brewing thing is once you get it set up, right? And yeah. so every day something's happening, right? Your CO2 runs out, the tank's <laughs> got a problem, something's leaking. You know, it's not as, as shiny and all fun as it looks. There's all, it's, it's, it's like a it's kind of a Rubik's Cube thing to keep it all going and, and, and do this stuff. And we had, you know, in, you know, a brewery was made in Hungary and there was no schematic in the in automatic schematic <laughs> files and you couldn't buy parts from Granger. And, you know, you just get into this cycle of everything has to be hand fixed and done and takes yeah. time. And you got to spend hours and hours of thinking something and solving right. the problem. And so that's part of the humbling part of brewing. Right. One of the things I like most about brewing is how humbling it is. Because it's, you're always striving for something better. You're always learning. The science is advancing. So it keeps you engaged with your mind. So it's one of those fun kind of life-learning things that you do. <laughs> but, it, you know, there's also those firehouse days where everything is going sideways. On fire. And so, and you yeah, to, yeah. to put that out. Now, where did you pick up Jim? Where did you find him? Uh, well, it was... He was in <laughs> bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lurking around the corner somewhere. hiding. <laughs> Kmart. Please hire yeah. me. Please, please. please Hi, welcome me. to Kmart. Hi, welcome oh to God. Kmart. I'm Jim. Yeah. Would you yeah. like a car, please? Yeah, yeah. I was a greeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jim, Not a good one either. So. Jim came to us from uh, Harpoon well. uh, through a friendship with Alan Brady. And I'll, I'll turn that to Jim to explain. By the yeah, way, so I, uh, I was at Harpoon. We were at Harpoon. Yeah. Uh, two years ago now? Three years ago? Might be longer than that. Uh, two. Just after COVID. Yep. Uh, beer campus as well. Very yeah, big, very yeah. large, very similar to you know, the layout. A uh, little bigger parking lot out front, but other than that. Yeah, I'm sure it's much nicer now. So um, when I was there. So yeah, I just, right. it's, it's South Boston. How nice can it get, really? Yeah, right. Honestly, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah, so I, was, uh, I started my career in the Midwest, uh, small brew pubs. And uh, I was actually at a um, small brew pub, and the guy would go out and check our accounts for me <laughs> usually cleaning the kettle or something by that time it was november he started filling the kettle with me, with me actually in the kettle really ice cold go. water went and had lunch got up to about chest deep so that was fun. don't don't take it personal i felt really great that day like I, I was very loved um so from that point on i um kind of started looking for other jobs started saying hey it's time to go to the midwest time to go and do something a little bit bigger and i came across harpoon and uh, mm. uh al marzi um director at that time gave me give me a shot came out uh, filtration and brewing I met Alan Brady um, so my wife was working at a chiropractor's office at the time would come in late would, would stay late come pick me up so I'd sit in the, uh, in the pub and drink beers afterwards and, oh that sounds terrible Jim yeah yeah <laughs> tough, tough, crime, tough <laughs> yeah. life right yeah so then I would go uh, and sit in the lab and talk to Alan Brady and just pick his brain about beer and just whatever, whatever's going on and just try to learn as much as I can just be, be a sponge you know and I guess kind of re- he, he remembered that so he got laid off, and we started self self distribution. Excuse me. Yeah. They hired all of our good brewers, pretty much. Everyone who made money and uh, bought trucks. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what happened. And uh, he came here, and a year later, he brought me out. So it was uh, pretty cool. Did it take much convincing? No. Yeah. No. We, we went to uh, the Ore House, had some maps and some beers. Oh, the Ore House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, nice. First, like, you want a job? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, they really they. The ore house, they were like, oh, yeah, no, no, it's going to be great. Come on, yeah, these yeah. Food, the food is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't dine me? So it was great. So. Wait, so what did you start out doing here? What was your first kind of task? Uh, well, it, back in those days, we did it all. We were brewers. We were, you know, cellarmen. We were uh, yeast management, everything. So come in, start mashing in, start getting the beer going, start cleaning your tanks, start sanitizing your tanks, start looking at yeast, start setting things up. 
start weighing your hops up. I didn't have, I had utility guys, guys that kind yeah. of pick things up and put things down at that point, <laughs> filled jugs and all, all great people, all phenomenal people. And great met, cabs on every single one of them. <laughs> I met so many phenomenal people and like it was just, just fun all the time, so. Well, did, can't say all the time. Did there, you, you start at this location, or were you at River? No, no, River. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah this definitely. is my 20th year. So. Yeah, yeah, you were way back. Yeah, so, yeah, so how was that? I mean, for, from both of you here, and you guys can share, and what were your, your, your best memories? What were your worst memories of River Road? Like, what was the hardest part <laughs> of it? What was mash. the best part? Uh, yeah. Stuck, stuck mesh. Yeah, yeah. It was the equipment, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were, it, it was it was antiquated. Yeah. I mean, it, but, but, but it was cool. I mean, and, I, mean I romanticize about it now because yeah. I'm not using it. <laughs> when I was used to have to fight it. I was, I was cursing. I was yelling. I was kicking. I was screaming. Now the the brew kettle came from across the sea, didn't it? Uh, it did originally. So it was the first uh, brick fi uh, direct fired brew kettle in the United States that came wow. in that whole Peter Austin setups that they're all over in the Northeast. Yeah. And so that one was at Wild Goose Brewing down in Baltimore. And mm. so that's when we showed up. Uh, Pete and I showed up to buy it at their auction they had merged with uh, another brewery in town and they built a brand new brewery and they merged with a few breweries and moved out of their facility and we showed up there and there was this brick kettle there and we're like okay we'll buy it and put it on a truck and, and get home and, and that's uh, you know <laughs> just and, like and that <laughs> it couldn't have been you know that the the naive piece of that is so entertaining still to me at this moment because after we did buy it, and we were standing there, and you know, got the truck guy and the forklift, we're like, put it on the truck, and we'll see you in New York. Yeah. We got happy hour to get to, and um, <laughs> it, it wasn't like that. We had to yeah. we had to smash it apart with with sledgehammers. We had to we we made pallet uh, out of the pallets that were laying around the brewery. We made boxes and took all the bricks because they were curved bricks that went around, so they weren't just regular bricks that we could replace. So we had to smash the whole thing up with sledgehammers build these pallets, put these bricks, get trucks to, to come and, and take these bricks to New York. And on the inside is just the silver, sort of the tank like that the is lining, the, yeah. yeah, the lining, because yeah. it hangs on the brick the, with, a, with, a, with a collar that hangs on the brick with a, a direct fire burner underneath it. And, and a cap, right? That, and the cap Caps. is in the bar room, right? Yeah, exactly. That is the most awesome thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that is still with I, us. I think most people pass it and just don't even yep. know what they're looking at. When, oh, yeah. When it, First open here. Yeah. I walked in. I'm like, oh, man, this is. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's the gap. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That, that was it. And so that was, to much to Jim's dismay, was, <laughs> that was the piece of equipment that we had. Yeah. And we brought it up and had to rebuild it and do that. And then in that time period, uh, some of the people uh, that were going on that had similar systems like... Uh, over at Dogfish, they had the mm. same kind of thing, right? And so we'd go see Sam and say, hey, what, could, what do you recommend? And he'd be like, don't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, the answer's no. Right. Yeah, yeah. But Stay no. in the back. Uh, he has like that back area where he was doing <laughs> in the, like the restaurant area, right? And he's doing all those pilot badges. And so it was more, but we, we, we did learn a little bit on how to, to, uh, to maximize the, uh, the, the design of the piece, right? So the hot air, it was a ring burner that just went straight up. Right. And so you, you actually, we built, uh, so ours we custom did where we built fire brick around it so it would force the air to circulate and go around mm. the whole tank. Because it was such an early design from 88 that kettle was built. Jesus. And so since it was such a, an early design, it wasn't maximized for efficiency or use and it had some hot spots yeah. in it. And so we were trying to change that. And mm. one, one of the funny stories is once we got it all built, 
we called uh, what was uh, the, the gas company at the time. I was going to say, it's, yeah. na it's natural gas, right? Right. And so then they had to come to turn it on and, and give us the permit. And these two guys that had obviously been doing this a long, long time show up and they look at it and they go, what the fuck? Did you just build <laughs> You just build this thing? And, and we're like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. And they yeah. say, yeah. And they're like, you can't turn this on. You're going to blow the whole place up. And we're like, well, it's not exactly a blueprint. I don't know. I didn't and get so, the get this at auction they're not going to give you right. everything you need no no there was nothing so nothing the brick zero. actually acted as like an insulator right and to, to kind of hold temperature when you finally fire it up you had obviously some um, some gauges and stuff that tells you temperature on the on the yeah yeah there was a thermometer sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> a thermometer. sure. And there was a thermometer hey that's boiling that's 212 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, these guys got really into it the two guys and and they were like okay we'll come back and they came back with all kinds of uh, instrumentation mm. and so they had to read like the gases on the outgoing flu has to be within a certain parameter and all these other things and then safety switches of course we had no safety and that was that was hard that hats. was, that was hard craft hats. that was craft <laughs> no, beer we, back we, in the day I oh mean, shoot don't listen there's yeah, no yeah. ocean there was no, no ocean like that <laughs> no back then. back then there was nothing no. but so then so they they kind of fixed it up for us and yeah. they got they got really excited because it was something different right they're doing the same thing a day in day out they really embraced this project for us and we got the thing they, they helped us get the thing up and running and, and legal enough and safe enough. And then uh, they blessed it and we uh, were off and running. Now, to get that out of there, did, what did you have to do? You had to dismantle everything that was there? You just sold the space and left? Well, what, oh, when we left River Avenue? Yeah. Well, that, we had actually that in 08, we had brought a new brew house. Oh, so you already, yeah, you already yeah, that, replaced that, that stuff was all gone. Okay. And, so uh, there you go. The yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. You, it was Jim your was happy day. Yeah, it was your happy day. <laughs> well, those direct fire. Now, Jim should tell the story better, but those direct fire kettles, that heat is going on the access. The, the pipe that leaves underneath the tank mm -hmm. gets gets superheated. It, it gets superheated yeah. and solidified because the the work that's ah, in that so thing. Yes. And so you have to open the valve, and we had a you know with a with an iron bar had to plug it, unplug it each time. And of course, as soon as you unplug it, the hot wart's coming at you, <laughs> right? So dear enemies <laughs> all day. Jim, tell me, tell a story. Oh, was, oh my God, it was terrible. So like it was terrible. <laughs> Big piece of rebar with like some uh, channel locks on it. Okay. We lock them down, take the valve off. Well, you always open the valve first and hope to gosh it just breaks. Right. Hope to gosh there was enough liquid in there, it didn't fully, fully like become charcoal. And you're like, oh God, it didn't break. Yeah. So you have this big, massive pipe wrench taken off this, like, had to be a four inch line to it. Like, four inch line. We wheel this line off this big valve. Take the rebar, slam it up there, <laughs> slam it up there, <laughs> slam it up there. You're like, oh shit, here it goes. This one, slam it up there and start pouring. Just start Run. pouring hot tube. <laughs> all Pull it up, close like, the valve. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. So now you're putting this big four inch valve back on while oh, it's hot and Jesus. out. So all the pressure's started, there and everything. It's not that much pressure, it's just hot. Uh, really, yeah. really freaking out. So trying to tighten it down, shut the valve, then you hook a line up, then you run it out to drain. So it was uh, always Quite an the adventure though, every single time. So, yeah. so you replaced that, what were you saying? Can I ask a question? Go. I know I don't have a mic. What yeah. makes the heat? I was. It, he was the, saying it was a pressure? direct fire. Direct fire. So it was yeah, natural a, gas, a gas burner. Gas burner, right? Almost underneath. looks like a barbecue, right? Yeah. You know, just yeah. You could see the flame. You're looking at it. it so it was so about as cavemanish as it got. So when you got <laughs> steamed, did you do the little like dance? Oh God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2008, like that new brew system came in. Yeah. 
I felt lazy. A actually. lot of things had to get changed, <laughs> right? I mean, a lot of the plumbing, a lot of the electric. What what, what was the process yeah. of doing? What was the layover? What was the burners? Yeah, we it was uh, well. The layover was about two weeks, right? I think we were down for two weeks before it, we was that the again. most you were closed since you yeah. had opened. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. by far. And that 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 system. Even, I bought it from an American company, but it was made in China. Mm-hmm. And it was a funny. I went I went over to China. To, you had to sort of bless. Oh, you it went be, over there. Yeah, because they had a you had to say okay before they shipped because okay. the making any changes on site was a lot easier in the factory than it was come would be come on over here because they didn't have any reps over here right. Thing, right so i go over to this um it's it's outside of shanghai it's a town called ningbo china and they make a lot of the brewing equipment in the world there really right? and so there's Still a lot to this of day? yeah and so it's all the all the big <laughs> a, a lot of the big stuff in the big places is made in that in that town and a lot of stuff so they were getting into the smaller brew systems at the time right? now does singbo have breweries in it uh, not that I knew of. That it was How just, in it was, it was easy just, you know, would that be to already have the company that makes some of the tanks and you just start a brewery and like, yeah, just two doors down. Yeah, a, a, a lot of a lot of tanks and stuff like that come from China. Yeah, and then the companies like Premier and 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 uh, they'll come customize. They it. will customize it yeah. for you, but a good the majority material. of just the shells, like yeah. the China. Yeah, yeah, right. and, and typically wherever stainless steel manufacturing is most efficient at that time, right? Because right? yep. you can get the engineering done anywhere, and then the, the way it works. Anyway, so about two hours out of out of Shanghai, Ningbo, and so uh, went Ningbo, there. Ningbo, I said Shanghai. Right. And you know, they're like, not not to disparage anybody's OSHA, but you right. know, there was you know they're, they're welding stainless in sandals and stuff. You know, it was. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a little whoa, watch out. And, uh, but we had to make some very minor. I had to make some minor adjustments. So I was really happy I went because okay. there were some things out, a little out of whack, and I was like, "Move this here, this move this pipe here. I can't do this now, or that." Now that because you already knew your space and you knew like angles and yeah, what had exactly. to go where. Yeah, exactly. So if you think about grain out, it was a thirty-barrel system, right? right? So the grain out was, you know, you would open up the manway to the the mash, and the, the, it would automatically push it. Mm. But we had to get the forklift and the bucket underneath to get it in there right. to put so you dump the clearance. grain in. Yeah. Right, so there happened to be a post right there where they had initially oh, that put in. Work. And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. We've got to move this over here. And, do, and so there was only a few minor things, but they were they would have been major things had it not been done. Right. And, you know, a great time when we were there. But, uh, you know, it was very hard because there was, no, there was no communication with them. You know, the language barrier was severe. And so trying to... They had one person I could speak to, and it was, you know, connect with everybody. Okay. So, once again, you know, one of those life-learning experiences. Yeah. But um, we did get it done and got it over here. And then that was a, what we call, what would you call that, Jim? Semi-automatic? It was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had all kinds of computer gauges yeah. and all kinds yeah. of stuff to do. It was a big step up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big it was a big up. step up. Yeah, yeah. And then with hot water, like we had on the old system, it was electric hot water, which is not a, not a joy on Long Island. And so... Mm. Uh, and it wasn't automated in any which way. You have to come early. Somebody had to come in early, but the water turned the, the thing, thing on. And do, you know, we, the, the amount of hours and labor that it took everything to do, is, is, it's actually extraordinary when I look back on it, right? The, the amount of hard work, and I think that's one of those things that just goes, one of those themes that's through craft beer everywhere. The amount mm. of physical hard work it takes to get beer out in a system like that is, is people would never imagine it. If you told them how hard it was, you know, it would be hot in the summer, cold in the winter. The, the you know it w- without the camaraderie and sort of the fun that we all had as well it would right. be an impossible job to explain to somebody I mean what what you're describing again is a very similar path that many have taken and the, the trials and tribulations of all of which are experienced throughout the brewing industry what kind of got you over that hump once you got that new brewing system 
what was that next phase? Because I remember, you know, early on, uh, Toast Lager, Toxic Sludge was one of my favorites, uh, the Blueberry, Rastafari, like those were River Road so, classics. So, be, yeah, before we get past that, how did how did toasted lager come about? Come about? Ah, like, because right. that is, I mean, that's what built this company, I believe. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, that was at the time on Long Island. The the two beers that you saw in the bars mainly mm. were, uh, or the two beers that were not yellow colored that you saw in the bars were Bass and Sam Adams Lager. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that was the only, that was really it, right? At that at that time, uh, everything else, even the German imports, were all golden beers and, yep. and such. Uh, and good beers, but that was, and so our, you know, the concept was we're going to create a beer that fits into that, goes after that market, right? right. And so, as wonderful as those beers are, you know, Bass is certainly not fresh around here, <laughs> and uh, so sure. not anywhere around anywhere anymore, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Um, except in England, but it's, um, so that was the game, right? And so we had that direct fire kettle, we wanted to come up, we were making up names and stuff, but toasted lager, one of the things was, we wanted the people to understand when they heard it that it wasn't going to be a yellow lager, right? right that there was right. something to it. Uh, we had the direct fire kettle. We had a lot of roasted malts in it. And so that, trying to put all that together and have a friendly name that wasn't going to scare people off, right? And so that, you, you kind of put all those pieces together and toasted lager was the choice. And it just stuck and it went on and on and on. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really hasn't changed in flavor since I remember drinking it for the first time. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean recently. I'm sure, recently Jim, can add to that, like, what, what, what kind of happened throughout and, and ingredients-wise and what you yeah, have yeah, to substitute, yeah. obviously, availability. But... What you guys have done since way back in the day seems to be consistent. Most people generationally will say, it's what I remember, for uh, the most part. For, and, and that's one of those uh, things about uh, the good customers will say things like that, you know? And then yeah. <laughs> the, the reality is in brewing, right? The ingredients change, yep. uh, stuff change, availability changes, your equipment changes. Uh, Weren't you guys contracting for a while, the we, toasted lager? We did... Um, the toasted lager bottles, right? So the package was con- contracted when we were in Rivers, and so we tried to do the draft. It, it became bigger than we could deal with there. Yeah. So it blew it, up. Right, right. So it also we also did draft eventually, mm-hmm. uh, contracted both. Uh, but we always made some there. We always made toasted lager there and Hoptical Illusion and all the other brands that were there. But our, for a long time, our contracted piece was just toasted. And then uh, all of the 12 ounce. So as the 12, we didn't do 12 ounce for three or four years. And then once we got into glass, that was where we contracted out because we just, one of the, one of the things that was happening at the industry at that time, if you look at it from a wholesaler's perspective, and this is the early 2000s, half the time a wholesaler would order from a craft brewery at the time, they order a trailer beer and they get two pallets, right? right. Very frustrating on the wholesaler side because they can't count on that beer showing up and they can't count on selling They're it. getting people giving right. them orders and they can't satisfy all their customers so they end up, you know, someone gets hurt in the end. Right, and as those, and so it takes a long time to create the capital to expand your brewery. Sure, sure yeah, and, and so part, up front, p- yeah. part of that is why we chose the, the contract route because uh, when they ordered a trailer beer, I could get them a trailer beer, right? right? And so in that in that particular time frame, that was a critical action to growing your brewery, was being able to deliver, getting the wholesaler behind you, and being able to be that person that they can count on. And Do you so think we if it that. wasn't for that, it could have been as big as it is? Uh, I think not at that time, because it's, once again, timing's got to do with everything yeah. in sure. business, right? And so that, I think that particular time frame from <clears throat> 2000 until 2008 or 10 or it might even be going on today, but everybody on Long Island that's in this business knows how expensive it is to expand your brewery on Long Island, right? Yeah. It's extraordinary. 
especially when you're competing on the shelf against breweries that are from much more rural areas and, and much less expensive areas to operate. So uh, for us, that we went down that road and we were able to expand at a much more rapid pace than if we had to build the brewery every step of the way. You know, right. sell another yeah. keg of beer, buy, buy another tank, you know. There's enough of that anyway, and, and no matter what you do, but we were able to circumvent that at that time. It's still to this point today, but I remember a time where you couldn't walk into a bar and not see toasted lager. Yep. It was in every yep. single bar. Everyone had it, yep. like Bud and Bud Light, and like anything else. For me, it was seeing it in 7-Elevens, yes. supermarkets. I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah, when that first uh, like wave of distribution went into your your the, the down the block deli, yep, you knew you're like, there's something here. When I go to Aruba and I see it <laughs> sold in Aruba, and you're like, what the hell is this? Or I went to the DR and I saw, no. uh, uh, it was it was Brooklyn at the time. Sorry, oh. Blue Point, but it was Brooklyn. I'm like, how did Brooklyn get down to the uh, Bermuda or DR somewhere? I'm like, this is. I remember being it's the reaches that you guys have. Like these breweries have this reach that just extends beyond what you would think it is. Foreign countries, England, Europe, everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I was in Chicago, and I go into uh, a. Uh, it's called Benny's. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and I walk in, and I'm like, oh, bah, bah, and I, right there, yeah. the whole thing of toasted lager. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, this is awesome. So and I and then I got yeah. zombie dust from Three Floyds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. There you go. Um, I, so let's talk about a little bit of the branding that has changed over the years. You guys have really taken on and expanded, but you also have changed over the years in regards to your image on the can art, on the six pack art, on the carton art, and, and, and all just of that. Their, their their branding now currently. I have. It's funny. Uh, I have. Uh, file cabinet when we had the brewery and right. I had stickers from all the breweries and everything it's fun and to I see, have right? like the original <laughs> original sticker like a line with the art buoy yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and the that. wheat and everything oh, yeah. and then it changed and the buoy was gone yeah it was still it, it was you know it was blue and white yeah and then I have I have this one now yeah. with the slash and, and the you know longitude latitude what goes into the decision making of making those changes is it trying to just keep fresh keep new or is it there's something to that beyond just the, the, the look of it. Well, uh, the marketing geniuses that work and, and make those decisions uh, really uh, would be better to answer that. But <laughs> truthfully, it, it, it certainly is argued about and discussed and not two people don't see it the same way, specifically when you're looking at a new piece of art. It could right. be for anybody's uh, the new can you come out with or a new bottle or anything. Yep. No two people see that the same way, what right? What process and do you go through? Do you guys sit at roundtable discussions, have meetings, go through, like, you know, images, slideshows? What, like, how does that oh, end yeah. up being oh, where yeah. it is? Oh, yeah. The me meetings <laughs> and roundtables. Sure, that's exactly what we do. Um, the, sit outside uh, and have a beer and be so, like, you want to change this so, shit? So, yeah, so right, he good. gets a picture on his phone. He goes, fuck, <laughs> God. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they went with. <laughs> no, but the, the, like the, the modern one we have now, the sort of the simplified version, uh, is these things come on trend, these different, these things come on trend in, in all different industries, yeah. right? And as generations change, the younger people respond to sure. different things different ways, right? And so, Do you look at that as, as like every 10, 7 to 10 years, let's, let's just kind of re-image ourselves? Um, no, we, not, not so much on a time frame like that, yeah. as just as when we feel it's necessary. So you and get so a vibe one, from it. There's a yeah. couple of things that happened at the same time, right? So 
when we had all the tap panels that were different and artistic and that, and then you go into bars and it's 20 black handles. Right, right? Yeah. And so we're saying, yeah. well, you know, we, this is not working for us in here, right? And so the cost that you're putting into that, you're not getting the response yeah. from, right? And so, okay, we'll change off to some simplified form where we can uh, do the different brands up there that makes more sense and it's simple and the, the, the brand has to be more recognizable because when we started, there weren't 500 brands on the shelves. Right. And so now there are. So you have to be able to see when there's four of them they call blocking, right? <laughs> you want to have it, you, like want, it. you want it to be seen. And so everybody's after the same thing. But, you know, everybody wants the consumer to recognize the product on the shelf. Yep, right. But how you do that and how you maintain your own, your, you know, your authenticity to your brand right. is sort of, is, it, it's, part, it's part art, part magic, right? I mean, it's not, it's not like that. there's no real hardcore science to it the way I see it. And all the marketing geniuses I've spoken to, it's, some of it is feel, some of it is just being on trend with all kinds of things. And it could be any any kind of product, right, that's out there, that when you look at these things simplify, uh, any beverage product, anything in the supermarket, all of a sudden it's very much clearer to the consumer yeah. when the category gets cluttered, right? You have to be a little Absolutely. clearer. We used to be, when Hoptical Occlusion came out, you know, Jim, our, our buddy Jimmy there, designed that, and we were the first company to have a, uh, a film on the six pack that mm -hmm. interacted with the light so it would shimmer in the light so we're the first people to do that and that's how you got attraction right that sure, was correct. that was that was catching part of the it. eye right and so it was amazing technology when it came out and we used to try to be at the forefront of all those things whether it was packaging technology brewing stuff ingredients all, all that try to that was the rolling fun of it all right and so that that change from hey we can we can shimmer in there till when you look at the wall now and there's 300 of them that are all you know crazy designs that's not how you stand out yeah and we now, don't stand out like that right anymore. you right. stand out a little bit more simplified now now that. your packaging is very like solid color right like you just know and then simplified logo blue point you just know what you're getting so pumpkin orange you know right. you have your ipas whether it be purple or green or whatever it might be you have a color coding to it which makes sense because that lines up with some of the other things that are out there, but you're distinct. You're out there with that specific branding. Did that, when did that change? When did it go from you know, the classic look and the classic feel to now that's the way we're going? Was that very recently? I feel like- What I, year was that, Jim? It's only a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah it so doesn't feel like- Yeah, yeah three or four years, yeah. or three years ago, four years yeah. ago? The whole blocking uh, this, thing This, this thing here, yeah, yeah, it became about three years ago yeah. and it takes time to, cycle through you got to use all your six packs Correct. and all this other stuff and that know? was my next question like how long would it take for you to get through uh, what's already on the shelves and what's going to replace it with the new stuff well that's you know that's uh, that it's, it's an everyday argument about uh, uh, the the waste in the packaging side of this business yeah. is a big piece of the discussion right yeah. and Huge. you know uh, you know, with AB, they have very strict rules on packaging, much more strict than you'd see out in the world where the cardboard's been sitting around for a year, you can't use it, not even allowed, it's right. fine. Because part of it is it get gummed up in the machine and you're going to have more downtime running with that cardboard than it would cost them to replace it, right? And, and moisture and so, that well, could eventually right. grow mold and you don't want to open something up and have anything there. So it makes sense that they put those rules in, in oh, yeah. a way, for an establishment like they are, as big as they are. Right, right. Companies that can absorb that, nobody yeah. wants to absorb any wasted cost, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> okay. that's not what we're all in this yeah, for. Yeah, let's just throw these dollars out the door. It's fine. Right. But it happens. When you do a changeover with the art and everything, that's, that's an unex un unofficially or that's not what you're looking to do. Right. But specifically, you know, all of us do so many SKUs, right? right. There's so many different brands. Seasonals and regular beers and one-offs and mm -hmm. to-go beer from the bar and everything else that we're doing. It's hard to... 
be run out of everything at the exact same time and exact yep. same day. I mean, impossible. Just, it's impossible, yeah. right? Even, even the, no way. the best uh, intended folks, right. you know, <laughs> it doesn't work out. But so, you know, there is, there is that cost whenever you make one of these decisions. It's a big decision. When we, when we change the look and feel of what we're doing, it's a, there's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of fights. There's a lot of what the hell, <laughs> And it's like, what do you see in this, for God's sake? Get those Definitely, big yeah. inflatable uh, right. boxing gloves and you guys the go Hulk at hands. it. Who, right. Yeah, the whole game. Whoever gets it good is going to be the one that wins the argument. No, and somebody like in their underwear on their couch in Utah <laughs> is sending me nasty messages on fucking Facebook. <laughs> and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love like, the internet? That's <laughs> <laughs> so always and so. Fun. You just gotta, you know, always fun. Go good with the bad. Thick skin at the moment, but you know, you got to be able to realize that people don't like change, but everybody no. like everybody likes progress, but nobody likes change, and that's why I re- vision and leadership is hard. You know? I remember getting a text message or a message of this really before it was released by someone that works here, and says, "Bro, you know, what do you think? I, I, I'm, I'm really in part of this and." I want your, you know, your honest opinion. I'm like, what the fuck is this, bro? And he was so angry at me. (laughs) He was so fucking angry. And and I was like, look, look, I get get it. I get it. You know, you guys are a national brand, if not a world brand. And the buoy with the wheat and Long Island, you know, it it doesn't, the guy, the guy in California and, you know, He's going to be like, what the fuck? I don't care about this. But when it stands out a different way, yeah. when it's a brand that it doesn't say where it's brewed. It's not East Coast. It's not Long Island. He could just pick it up and go, oh, not know where it's brewed because the can doesn't show where it's brewed. Let's read it. Oh, I really like this. People are fucked up. Yeah, no, that's what happens. No West judgment. Coast, West no, no prejudgment. No, yeah. you know, people <laughs> yeah. from, from yeah. across. But they do that. You, no, you yeah. naturally, yeah. as a human, do it. Preconceived notions. They're like, oh, fucking East yep. Coast, those yep. pieces. Of, you it's know. a psychology yeah, yeah. Of, of a lot of the things that are happening. You know, just like, how does that work? How does the human brain work? How do people recognize, you know, uh, visually and sound and everything? What, what's that associate with? What does that go back to, you know, how they grew up? And it's, it's, it's impossible to, to kind of keep it static throughout the entire industry. Yeah. You beer, have to almost... Beer drinkers are tough. Yeah. Beer drinkers are tough. They're... they're, they're yeah. And you're always going to get those sometimes. Facebooks fuck yous. That's just what's oh, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no yeah. matter what you do. The, sweat, the sweaty fat guy on the couch. You yeah. <laughs> just because he has nothing else to do. I mean, it doesn't mean it means it's right fuck or wrong. Fuck you. And maybe there's a little truth to what he's saying, but at the same time, right. you got to understand where everyone's coming from in the end. Now, you got to read all the negative stuff, too, just to oh, see yeah. if you, you learn from that as well as you learn yeah. from anything else. But it's funny with the with the logo stuff. Everybody's The people that are on different sides of the argument are extremely passionate about what mm. they're doing. Yeah. They, they either like something or don't. But for a reason, they're attracted to it. So the the you have this emotional argument you're having with people, as well as some kind of you know real real argument or factual argument. So that that's always you know it's a it's a knockdown drag out, and then you come it out and put it out in the real world. And people that don't want change, like you know, for us it's very it's very cut and dry, right? right. We, we we make a change. People on Facebook hate us. People on Instagram love us. The people on Facebook <laughs> are older, <laughs> and the people on Instagram are younger. Oh, that's great. It's just yeah. very oh, cut yeah. and dry. All the hate comes from over here. All right, guys, a little memo from, from Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone, don't pay attention to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll still come back. Just go to Instagram and love yourself. Go to yourselves. our TikTok. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah. Right. Oh those, those are 21 now. Those yeah. are people yeah. that are yeah. turning that now. Um, you guys, you know, obviously have, have built a, an amazing, uh, you know, like brand and reputation 
Let's talk about this space, and then we'll take a break, because I'm sure all of us have to pee at one point. Uh, but let, let's talk about coming here, building this. So what kind of changed between River Road and then here? And, and we know the answer. River Road. I'm sorry, River Road. I keep saying River Road. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's, it's about. Bro, it's I know, right. River Ave. But we'll just say River. How about that? Okay, yeah, what yeah. happened between River and here that kind of allowed you to do this? Because I know you've had that envision from even the Long Island Brewing Company to make it look kind of like what it is now. This was your your vision, right, for the entire time. Yeah, we wanted to sort of build the, the beer Disneyland for Long Island, yeah, right? You like know, that I, idea. I, I traveled around and saw these places in other cities, and I said, we don't have one of these on Long Island, right? right? Where people can really, a lot of people can come, live music, everything, you know, the, we have the, the, the state-of-the-art brewing equipment that we can do everything with. Uh, one of the, you know, besides just going through the, the reality portal of leaving River Avenue <laughs> and walking into this building, the sort of, you know, it's a, it, it was a good acid test. And, but the, one of the, the big pieces of it all is that, um, you know, I told all the brewers to get gym memberships because they used to, <laughs> what they <laughs> the used to do is, hell, all of a sudden is the, the keg thing lifts itself up and all the other stuff. And I'm, I'm being partly facetious, but <laughs> it's uh, that, you know, it was, it was no more excuses. I don't want to hear about it. This, yeah. this equipment is, is extraordinarily sophisticated. Playing with the big boys Right, now. Exactly. Yeah. What exactly. You, what you envision that beer to be, we now have the ability to do. And that's, that's a grand thing from a, for an artistic perspective, right? And say, hey, if you envision these flavors in this beer, we can now do that. And so that, and uh, you know, there's nothing out there that's beyond our capabilities. And so let's let's work on it and dial in and be everything creative. is possible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I, there were a lot of things that were hard to do in the other place. Oh, uh, I remember at one point too. There was talk that you guys were going to take over the back of river, and it was going to be something like on the water. <laughs> and I was so fucking happy about <laughs> that. And, and and obviously, you know, things change. And when I heard it was this, and it, it was the old school. Was Brightcliff, right? Yeah, yeah Brightcliff. Yeah, yeah. like, Sweezy's. Well, originally, yeah, way mm. back it was Sweezy's, um, this whole area. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Building stayed intact, but everything just came in and floors changed. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, uh, these were the dental clinics, so we had to get rid of the ghosts from the, from the, <laughs> the dental school had some real, there was a lot of some pain. real assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Died here and sons of bitches. We still get samples sometimes. But yeah, this right. Toothpaste and things like that. So, so nice. pre, there you go. Pre-Sweezy's, pre this was a, uh, a factory that made stuff from the 1800s, yeah. right? And so yeah. this was an old rotten building, and the, the brewery and river, we had taken the drains out of the bottom of this building, and those were the drains we had in the brewery, the hmm. physical drains. We actually came in this building when it was derelict and yanked them up because back then they would paint or do parachutes or whatever they were doing. And everything would go And everything would just go in the river, right? You just put oh, it, they would just man. open, the floor was open to the river. We took those drains and made them brewery drains in River Avenue to sort of do that, and it's kind of... Uh, you know, unusual, and then the bricks from the begin, the front of that bar that we had at River oh, yeah. were from the from the old lace mill, and so it's interesting that we end up back here at that wow. space, okay. right? That's and cool. Yeah. Full circle. And then, of course, yeah. the bar top from River is downstairs yep. in, yeah. in the merch area, right? So which my is wife, cool made, which my wife made, right? yeah. Really? And so, uh, and I met her at Long Island Brewing Company, so we get all, all the pieces Look together there. But craziness, um, yeah. Come, coming here was hey, you know, we're, we're we we got to we now have that ability to do whatever we want to do, and a lot of it, right? And that's got to be the motivation, right? I mean, you you have ultimately every brewer that start up that got to a certain point goes, how do I get to that next level? Right. 
everyone has that vision, knows what they want to do. Yeah. You actually made it happen. Yeah, I mean, and, and nothing, nothing's easy. No, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's easy. A lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, interesting stuff went down. But and, and you build a project like this, right? And mm. so, what, what people come and see it, it's magnificent. Magnificent, yeah. literally magnificent. It's a beer campus, but, you know, beer like college. This building we're sitting on is on pilings and not slabs. So when they came in to do the brewery, they were like, "This weight's not going to hold. Oh. We have to now reinforce the whole bottom oh. of the building. We have to do it without interrupting the river. We have all this other stuff." And Here so this EPA, this is, yeah, right. One step after there's always those things in yeah. brewing that in any business that you don't really see up front, right? And maybe you think you should have in retrospect, <laughs> but you don't. And so all kinds of projects and interesting stuff that went down. But the but to be able to have the control and be able to make the beer and exactly the way we want, hopefully, is is a big. It's like a, it's a big step. It was a big step for us because we were really dealing with. Uh, you know, a lot of challenges. We almost brewing outside at River, right? I mean, it was just, <laughs> you, yeah. it was just an open, <laughs> yeah, open warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's not an ideal way to do it. I'll just be honest. And it was certainly wouldn't trade it for the world. But it was, this is, I think, what we were really looking for. Yeah. And one of the funny things that is the most simplistic things that change is we're all under one roof here. So back right. there, we had multiple buildings and warehouses yeah. and coal boxes. And yeah. so and it, and it would snow fast. or rain or anything. It was just a I remember disaster, yeah, but, you know? like you had to go down and then all of a sudden you you went down and there was a bunch of units and they were all the <laughs> yeah. all the cans like yeah. pallets of cans well, I, mean, I said like, to go out for distro over at river avenue was fun but and it was you sprawling out you yeah, walk yeah. around all cool but like you just felt disconnected you're like oh i gotta get back over to the brewery at one point you know shoot some hockey pucks or something and then now it feels like whenever you do this, you're here. Like, yeah, you're on yeah. the campus at all times. It's yeah. all interconnected. Um, and and we'll, we'll, after the break, let's talk about kind of the design and everything and, sure. and build out. And we'll hear from you about some of the brewing equipment and stuff like that and what you're working and, on now. Awesome. And the cast. And the cast. Yes. Yes. Let's That's take a quick do, break. So. This is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. Goes right like, uh, Wow. I'm going to wow. try that again. I have to pee so bad, that's why I'm racing through <laughs> it's, it. It's, in, it's right there. This it's is the right word there. with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. We're live here at Blue Point Brew Pub on the campus, the beer campus, the beautiful beer campus of Blue Point Brewing in Patchogue. We'll be right back right after this. Govs Radio. <laughs> this is the word on Govs Radio. This is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com, live here at the Blue Point Brew Pub. Uh, in the heart of Patchogue, Long Island, here with Mark and Jim. Uh, and listen, we, we have so many stories when we took a quick break for pee and food and stuff like that. Uh, and we got to get right into it. But let, let's first do a segment that we have grown to love and we're excited to hear from you because we didn't get a chance to do this for, with you at uh, Cast Fest last year. We haven't done with Jim either. No, I know, but we, that's, no, that's, that's, that's un, you don't have to say yeah. that. Like, we had him on, but just briefly. Correct, correct. So we want to correct. always do the three questions. So let's, uh, let's get it going with Steve's three questions. Hey, you cool Hellcats. Tonight, we bring you a very special presentation. Three questions. With our very own Steve Pominski. Steve's questions. Three questions from Steve. Three questions. Steve's questions go. Skits, cats, cats, 
There it is. I knew it was coming. You know, it was oh, well, that's hey, Thorne. Thorn and you cut yeah, it. forget that even now. Yeah, pre-production. Yeah, we're at this post-production. Post, 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 <laughs> post, 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 post. All right, so uh, we're going to kick it off here with Steve's three questions. Go for it, buddy. All right, all right. I forgot what these questions were. No, no. no. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, these questions are, uh, it's nothing tremendous. I'm going to ask one question at a time. I'll ask Mark, and then I'll ask Could be Jeff. epic, though. It awesome. could, I'm really interested in what some good Mark's got to say. I know. Okay. All right, so, Mark, what was that that beer that turned you on to, and at that, I mean, this is back then, craft wasn't really there yet, but what was that one beer that you said, uh, this is something I, I really need to look into. I, need, I want to do something with this. What was that one you, you drank, and you're like, Wow, this is this is great. I, I really need to get more of this. Yeah, um, that's a great question, right? Because those things that are your influences and yeah. in, in the beer business, it's the beer, right? And, and sure. as much as all other stories that we tell. And so, I, I grew up with uh, German beer in my refrigerator. My dad mm-hmm. was after World War II. He's a, he was a border guard in Germany, and he came back. And part of I, I like the story because it's part of the social experiment and it's part of the actual beer because he would talk so well about the Germans who were down and out right after World War II, how difficult it was for them, but also their respect for beer and their respect for drinking in groups and the fun they had. And they sort of taught him all of that as a young man there. And so when I was stealing beers out of my parents' fridge when I was 12, um, I was drinking Dinkelacher and Hockershore oh. and Becks. And Which makes me wonder if my kids are stealing beer out of my fridge. <laughs> yeah, you are. And, right. like, within the next year or so, yeah. they're going to be drinking, like, triple IPAs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine, ten percenters that are just still sitting there that I've not as gotten to yet. As long as they don't touch, touch your dogfish head 60 minutes. No, they won't because they'll be gone before <laughs> they even get a chance. Nice. But I also have sours in there, which might really mm. turn them on. Like, that's the new, you know, thing. It's sweet. It's... It's crispy. It's like sour patch kids. Yeah, I'm scared as as to what. And I gotta keep. Ten, so you know what? I'm gonna keep inventory. Yeah, I'm go. gonna keep inventory. You, you got it. So Dinkelacker and yeah. Uh, so those. If you and, and one of the things that's lost to time is that those beers were much higher IBU beers back then, right? Yeah, and those, yeah. those beers have all been halved in the IBUs and over over time. And so, of course, it seemed very bitter to me, right, as a, as a child. But uh, that's what I. But I drank those with the love of the stories that my father told me of those people and yeah. the joy of drinking beer. And so th- that was the combination of actually the bitter, interesting brew and the unusual looking glasses with the faraway yeah. label and all the <laughs> other. It's before anybody was trying in Europe, right? Those things could barely read the label. It's almost and like you're drinking culture. Right, yeah. exactly. And I was living those stories in my, in my glass as well as what was in the glass. Mm. And so, once again, it was, it, it was that was, I think, what was the beginning of the whole craft culture for me. It was like, there is this beer thing that is friends and, and support and family. And, and, and even in the, the, the face of the worst tragedies in the world, you can still get together and have a beer and enjoy it with people. Was there a brand or a label that just was the one that you can really associate that with? Uh, it was either Hockershaw or Dinkelacher. Because yeah. they were, it was just, it was they were all in the fridge at the same yeah. time, right? <laughs> you know? It all kind of mixed together. But right, there was Becks in there back then too. Oh, so yeah. you know that uh, that, uh, but those those were the big brands that were in the. Yeah. I mean, those were the ones I remember as a young person saying, "Hey, this is part of. There's something here more than." Yeah just whatever the hell I'm doing, grabbing beers out of the fridge. And I do say, just to follow up on that, I do let my son, who has the most interest in it, taste the foam of the head. <laughs> and, like, on some of those, like, 
tropical based IPA yeah, thing. Sure. He's like, that's really good. I'm like, crap, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember back, same thing, Bitburger, um, Wursteiner, Hofbrau, yeah. Lowenbrau, all these different German beer. That's my, we're a Polish family, and that's my dad was. True, yeah. He, you know, he, he loved all that. Um, Czech var. It was, it, it, it's funny, you know, when you go back and you think about it, you're like, wow. You know, who would have thought? Yeah. And now Crispy Boys are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> no, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, without yeah. Without a doubt. And, yeah. and, and glad for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim, what what was that first beer? It turned yeah, on. so uh, for me, it was it was, it was Pete's Wicked Ale and Newcastle Brown. We've heard it before. Yeah, and both was, of those we've yeah, heard yeah. before. Yeah, those yeah, were yeah, the yeah. beers that Which like, is good. You know, yeah, it's it's uh, like a common thread through a lot they, of the brewing community. They weren't yellow fizzy beers, man. No. It was, <laughs> it was like, hey, th- th- this beer is color. I... I it's got flavor. That malt beautifulness. Yeah, I was at a pool hall and I was getting twenty-two ounce uh, Newcastle Browns for yeah, two bucks. The nut, like, like the nut Brown, Brown was. My, my, my life is like complete. So yeah. I'm gonna say ju- like junior year of high school for me was Nut Brown. Yeah. Someone brought the, brought that to a oh, party. Goose, I'm like, goose what goose is Brown. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? What yeah. this is? What beer could be? Yeah, I grew up around Chicago, so yeah, yeah. I run uh, Goose Nut Brown. They're yeah. Oktoberfest, and yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, I planned my brewing career over a. Uh, Eight dollar pitcher of beer and a five dollar pizza. All the various pizza in Bloomington, Indiana. As it gets, folks. And look where we got you, brother. Yeah, yeah. I was I was working at uh, Bloomington Brewing Company, and yeah. me and sitting there talking and saying, "Hey, you know, what do we want to do with our lives?" And I'm like, "You know, hey, you know, let's let's make beers." So. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Fantastic. I remember the very first time having Sam Smith's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. That was, was that it. was that Mr. Fadley's yeah. down the block? Yeah, really? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's we, not still there, all right? It's oh, there. Yeah, it's still, not what it was. It's not what it was. <laughs> not what it was. <laughs> Bro. How many times have you guys been there? <laughs> there was, oh, that's great. There was, I, had uh, a, I had a 200-pine plaque. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Nice. I, I, I remember, like, oh, let me get what's on tap, and, and the fruit flies are all around the brass taps. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, by the way, can I get a hero? Oh, yeah. And it was the best. Worst place that there was. It was like a yeah. little... Uh, Bro, it, yeah. it, it was, was German. Hardcore German. Yeah. yeah. Really? Hardcore German. 100%. Yeah, so. oh. And you would go in the back and you'd sit in a booth and it was dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dark wood, dark booth. Uh, and it was... And but you it was good be, be good to be gone, you know what yeah. I mean? It was no bull. And really? It, and it, was, it, it was, again, great, great place. I don't know. Again, first time ever having Sam Smith's there and I was yeah. like, what the... This what is, is fantastic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you guys get this? And Delhi <laughs> pubs need to come back. Yeah, Delhi yeah. pubs need to come back. If you want to start something, that's it, right there. There you go, brother. Yeah, yeah. Be like an upscale dirt pub. Let's oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. All about it. Yeah, yeah uh, the, the, that was the only place to get those kind of interesting beers in Suffolk County yeah. back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, what what you got out of that was you got a really interesting clientele, right? Yeah. So people who were from Long Island that were traveling the world that came back and said, "Oh boy, I've had these great beers all over Europe, etc." and they would. Uh, migrate to Fadley's just because that was the only place to yeah. get them, and so you the the just going and having a couple of beers was an experience because you'd run into somebody and talk stories, and stories. Yeah, 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 the whole thing, and then the guy playing the accordion and they had all the accordion, <laughs> accordion oh Joe, my God, you know, yes, just transported you right back. Oh. I made him I made him show me my his driver's license one time because he was like, I'm 90. I'm like, but you can't be 90, <laughs> dude. You can't. He pulls out his driver's he's license. Fucking like 90. Yeah. 90, he's drinking liters. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Built, built to last. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Right, question number two. Go for it. What, right now, is your favorite style and slash what right now would be your favorite style to brew? 
Um, so, real interesting. So, for a little while, um, I, I really like, and, and I can go around with all different things, hmm. but um, I do like I do like loggers, right? So, but but is so I'm split with two, right? Really, really dry hoppy beers have always been like uh, something. West Coast IPA, yeah, exactly. Base, yeah. But and and then you know somewhere in between, like what if you had to put a, a label on it for. Uh, style, maybe strong pale ale, right? That's okay. real dry in there and, and hoppy. Now, all that, with all that, there's all that technology that's now available, all kinds of upstream and downstream products in the hop world. Very, very interesting stuff that's coming out now, uh, science-wise. And so those, I find that that hmm. is an endless array of what you can do and can't do. Um, with that being said, uh, the lagers that we do in wood here are really something that I think is is uh, where, where it's probably back from the early days of what, what I was drinking. But oh, that's that, right. You guys have those photos back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, we oh, do. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and we do a lot of experimentation <laughs> and a lot of work with that and a lot of different things. And I think that there is, as the pendulum swings back from super flavored and, and high alk and stuff back to sort of the crispy thing, I think there's a place for these really full-flavored uh, wood-matured lagers and so that's that's where I'm at at the moment. I would Somewhere say. in this crispy, but also has a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of just the body. You know, everything kind of plays into effect. Yeah, I think that's the whole. I'm back to the whether you're you're around the table with people. It has to be. You know, the the beer can't be the only thing you discuss with people when you're around the table. The way I look at it, but it has to be interesting enough to maintain right. and do the that. Conversation, right. And so I, I think what. When you and I, and I happen to like to drink beer, so I had to have a <laughs> you know, no. get out of here. Right, so ha- crazy. having a few is part of of my uh, you know criteria, yeah. and so um, I think that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. So with that said, how much would like if you had to put a percentage on it? How much of your life is beer? Uh, a, a great deal. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> uh, you know, we've traveled like you know, um, you know things like stories my wife tells um uh, we went on our honeymoon to oktoberfest okay right so <laughs> we flew to amsterdam and drove across europe went to chimay and i just went to oh. all the all the beer god places i mean they didn't let us in because she's a woman and it's the cloisters and it's private no is that a woman with you you can't come in here what is wrong with you you could come in you right. stays out. Right. you're gonna unconvert all of these people that are here all right so you go to chimay a quick little story and, and uh, we're just driving around you know and we pull up i'm like looking at the map right this is a long time ago and i'm like chimay oh i know that place let's yeah. go there right so we pull up so and, and it's a, you know, it's an old church on the outside. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's an old church on the outside. And, like, it's like a Monty Python thing where you bang the clapper, you know, <laughs> and you're, you're waiting for the guy to open the thing and look in there. And he, and he does. I don't know. I'm going to point it out. just show up, right? Mm. American style, you know? And he's like, uh, Yo, what, what do you want? Yeah. You know? I'm like, ah, a tour, you know, a brewer of America. Beer? Right. And he's like, everybody from America is a brewer. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> certainly that shows up at her place. Before. Right? Uh, so then literally my wife, and they're like, no, she can't come in. You can't. Yeah. No, no women behind the doors. And, all right. But he goes, you can go to the bottling line. And the bottling house is, is down the block. Go there. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So we drive down there. And we, we walk in a real modern uh, place, right? They're making Chimay Blue that day. The bottles are buzzing by, and they're, they're buzzing by like you're in a major American brewery plant, right? You know, strobe lights are slowing it down so you can see the bottles. And I'm like, this fucking Chimay Blue, this is no joke right here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're all, by robots, they're all going into like milk cartons that are open on the bottom, and then they stack them up, and they run them into this hot room because they're re-fermenting in the bottle, right? Ah, and wow. so they just push them in 
uh, the big stacks, you know, like, like 50 feet by 50 feet high, not probably not 50 feet high, 30 feet high. And they push a stack in and then a stack comes on the other side of, out. Yeah. And those are complete, and they just doing they're doing that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm mystified by all that, just, you know. And so we're standing there, and they got a pictures on the wall of the monks sleeping on the straw, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, this is a big operation. And I go, how many monks are there? And the guy goes, there's six. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like six. Do they ever sleep? I go, what do they do? And he goes. I go, do they brew? They do everything? He goes, no, they don't. They don't actually brew the beer. I go, what do they do? Because I'm wise ass New York. Bless it. And he goes, they lend their opinion. And I said, I have found my job. <laughs> I have found my job. I have arrived. They're going to lend their opinion. Show me the way the Franciscan right. order. And, exactly. And here Sign we are. Here yeah. we are today. Uh, yeah. It makes up. a lot of sense. I mean, the, the, the experience of just that whole trip, that whole mm -hmm. journey got to add every little bit of that to kind of what brought you to the next level next phase the next part sure of your life. I, I mean at Oktoberfest, so those is eight days after getting married i lost my wedding ring so then oh, you know and, and i bring that up because Brutal. we're still married right, right. so that was that was really <laughs> thank god it lasted you know, right exactly it's not there was been you know she understood at that you know well she knew before but when you guys have planned trips and this is how i get a good gauge do you do you say what's around there where can we go what can i see oh yeah like brewery wise oh, beer yeah. wise oh yeah. hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no it's all it's my life i know it's yeah, in my yeah. life too are you kidding me it's like where are we going we're going ac what's the closest brewery my, <laughs> my wife is how very savvy she'd be like oh you know just recently, we were in North, yeah. North Carolina. She's like, you made a whole week. She's of that. like, I want to hike the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. I want to see Biltmore House. So I'm uh -huh. like, oh, okay, okay, check, check. And now then, and then she's like, oh, breweries. by the way, you know, right around the corner is Sierra Nevada's new place, oh. <laughs> and and down the road from there is New Belgium, yeah. and you have friends that work in New Belgium, yeah. so maybe you call them. And we, and she, yeah, she understands. She knows the assignment, bro. Yeah, she did well. She yeah. did well. Nice, and you nice. went to Riverbend too. The Malt House. Uh, well, no, I met them at Dissolver. Oh, you did that? It was that. So they were there already. They were hanging out ah, there. See, I didn't. I don't think I, we broke talking, this down. Talking together. green. Yeah. And uh, and I just looked over. I'm like, uh, well, hey, uh, you hey, guys. Uh, we we, uh, <laughs> we talked before. Yeah. And then we drank beers. Yeah. There you go. Oh, nice. uh, yes. Jim, Jim, we didn't even get to you for the question number two. <laughs> question number two. Question number two. What is your favorite style? What is your favorite style to brew well, we as of the, right the, the now? Brew, like, actually, if you I had mean, to brew a beer, what would Mark? What would you brew right now if you had to? Brew yeah, a beer? I'm in the the Woodloggers. Wood yeah, well, all right, so yeah, we did yeah. kind of cover that. A little and bit, on top so. of that, no, like a lot of people don't realize that like a light beer that's been conditioned on wood, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. everybody thinks oh, dark beer. It's got it takes know, a little beer. smokiness, a little sweetness. No, everything about that wood matters. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually going with Mark here. I'm just the, the fooder beer, the fooder lagers are just actually phenomenal. I mean, our, our lager beer here is uh, our brewer's beer. Um, pretty much most of our brewers come up here at the end of the day, and uh, we put down lager beer, and we love it. So it's a uh, phenomenal style. Drinks well. You can drink enough, and you can ha have fun with it, drink it, and not be on your ear, right? What so do you think the percentage is of you Unlike and Mother Pumpkin Barrel Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's good. Okay. Uh, it's not a beer that bites you in the ass. You know? <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you think the percentage is of of like in-house staff drinking that beer versus what goes out? <laughs> like, oh, I I think we do we we do damage here. Yeah, <laughs> our fifty fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 50 -50. We, we we do the work. We do the work here. Yeah, so cool. I, the thirty I, barrel cool. tank. Yeah, it's yeah. fifty fifty. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, that one tank. That's worse. Yeah, that's right. It's the one serving tank. Makes and, sense. And, and brewing wise, I think I I'm gonna throw it back to uh, Old River Avenue where I. I our, our optical at River Avenue, like just running that old makeshift uh, hop back. 
Word oh. splashing, just yeah. seeing those hops come up and that smells and the aromas and just that was heaven. That way that was just that was everything. Just like that beer and I remember the four cores over that there. Was it crazy. was toasted, it was blueberry, it yeah. was toxic sludge, and it was, was the cherry one. What was the cherry one? Cherry wheat. Cherry wheat. Or or sour cherry sour imperial style. Yeah, That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Sour cherry yeah. imperial style. I, was, yeah. I still have a poster in my beer basement that I, I have the original, the core line up there. That optical illusion, though, when that dropped, when that was first hit, like, you know, everyone, but man, outside of tasting room even, that was something, and, and, and I can even attribute that. Like, what was that first beer? That was pretty close to, like, that first beer. Yeah, yeah. For a lot of yeah. Long Islanders, I'm sure that yeah. was, like, their first experience with... IPA. That was a really, really special beer. And like for me, and I think for most of our brewers at that time, I mean, it was just like, it, it, it was tough. It was a tough brew, but I mean, it, it, it was worth it. I mean, you didn't mind doing the work, didn't mind grinding it out because it was like, it just, just, it was just that good. Yeah. Just, I yeah. can't even, I can't even, I, I almost get emotional talking about it. It was <laughs> like, it was just like, it, you just felt it. It, just, it was just right. I remember the first good. time seeing the, when the resin tap handle came out with it, and I was like, Oh my God! This is this with is the, the pyramid with the, the eye. With the yeah, eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I remember good. brands, man. Yeah, I'm man. a visual learner, so yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. you show me the picture. I'll show you. I'll tell you exactly show. what's all about. Yeah, that was so. Optical Illusion 04 is when it came out, mm. and that um, you know the previous year you were working on it, and uh, that was uh, the primary uh, hop that everybody gets out of that is Amarillo, right? Yeah. And so Amarillos were brand new; they weren't even on the market yet. And I had gone out uh, out west to to hop select and i we we had this new thing that was amarillo and i was like whatever this is i want i want <laughs> i want all of this i want all of it and we were blue point was the largest amarillo buyer for years I really mean, amarillo yeah. has gone nuts and it's a yeah. a, a large it's uh, a lot of things but I yeah mean, yeah it's a large brand now i mean a large hop brand but it, back at the day we were we just uh optical illusion took most of the amarillo in the country Holy wow. crap. because i just like committed to it and they were like all right you signed this contract so yeah. 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 wisconsin's looking to get amarillo uh, like god damn no. blue point that's awesome but that's that's how it was in those early days with the raw yeah. materials you had to you had commit to. you had to believe you had to do or you weren't going to get it right or, or, or they weren't going to plant it right one or the other they had to, <laughs> right. yeah. they had to get, they had like, to get no. the orders to plant and so we you know everybody works together supply chain works together on how that, did that but. work did you have to order way in advance like a year in advance a crop in advance yeah i mean we did at, at blue point for years it was all we worked on three-year rotating schedules for everything from malt and hops and then by that third year, I'm only ordering 75% of what I need. And you fill in as it's a rotating three years. So I worked on rotating three-year contracts for, for the whole time we were wow. doing it. And, you know, then new products would come on and you change. And, you, you know, there's nobody in this business that says, you know, it's three years out. How many barrels of this I'm going to be selling? Nobody has yeah. any idea what that is, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just looking at what you're doing and trying to make your best guess commit go figure out another beer if you have to or sell sell some to some other people or whatever yeah. you know yeah. we are we're always Loop good at that in exchange yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. uh before question number three checking in with tom tom you good he's feeling great all yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not you, dead wait, by the way we're in the hopped up network t-shirt which is what, another platform that we we're on i forgot yes. i even had that i gotta i gotta pull that out of my drawer uh by the way we were on spotify instagram no no we're on spotify we're on itunes we're on uh the amazon uh podcast network and of course we're always on Hop the network. Hop Just throwing it out there. Nice. From Love beer podcasts guys. around the world. Love those guys. They are great. Actually, 
By the way, and, and to, just to stop for a moment before you ask question number three, um, I just did a podcast and, and edited uh, the Jersey Beer Guys. Oh, cool. And I did a little, uh, because we're in Steve's three questions, I did a little bit of a, uh, and now here's to you, you cool cats. <laughs> yeah. I brought in Steve's three questions. Why are you going to be stealing my shit? Well, if yeah. no, it's my shit. <laughs> Why are you going to be? That's but it's my. my it's, I'm Steve. I know, I'm Steve. I know, but I'm, I'm the creative <laughs> magnet I, behind I, these I, well, questions. Look, look, creative boy. I'm just letting you know. I'm like Millie Vanilli, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Jesus Christ. All right, take it away with question right, number three. Question okay. number three. All right, Mark. What is that one beer you walk into a bar that you would hope that you can get to purchase, other than something you brew? Mm-hmm. Could be from any time, anywhere, any place. Um, so, you know, one of those sort of desert island questions. Yeah. Uh, for me, Cezanne Dupont's always been in, ah. been, been in that place. Right? Where's Pete? Pete, yeah. Pete would be like, yeah. you're a man after my own heart. That's, yeah. that's, so, that's our other co-host's favorite. Yeah, and so that, back in the day, right, so that sort of combination of, and in, just to back up one second, it's, it, you know, there, there is a freshness piece of that, even though it's bottle conditioned and comes here. It's like the first time I went to Europe for beer tasting, and I had Orval the first time. Oh. And I'm like, wow, it's never tasted like this. Out of <laughs> yeah, I went to the, the dusty bottles that I buy at the beer store yeah, never yeah. tasted. I like went to the this. Heineken brewery. <laughs> tastes nothing like Heineken here. Right. Yeah. Nothing like Heineken oh, yeah. here. It's right. just like a completely different beer. And you're like, what the hell is this? This is <laughs> Heineken. Like, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. That's why it's worldwide successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that is my one that I'm always happy to see or try and yeah. do and. And it's always been that that complexity, that sort of dryness, full body, yeah. the 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 yeast when it's right, right when the yeast is is under control and it hasn't gone off or anything uh, from time or bad shipping or bad bad treatment or what what have you. That's uh, that's one of mine. And I would have said touch of funk, but at the same time, that's what we get experience here. If you go right. there, it might be a little different, it might be a little different experience. Right, right, a little cleaner right. in, in yeah. the flavor, and I'm not, you know, it's obviously a complex beer, yeah. but that's one where I can, uh, either regardless of what my mood is, I can I can get down for that. Saison de pot. Jim. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, the standby, uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yes, there you yeah, go. That's, uh, yes. See, I like Celebration though too. Yeah, see, Celebration's like great. Pale's the first hoppy beer I ever got behind, and I never walked away from it. It's just like it's just that beer. It's just, West Coast, it's consistent, it's perfect. Yes. It's just like they're they're a great brewery. They do so much for yeah. the environment. They're just they're that that brewery that I I. I strive for our brewery to be as clean and as good as, you know, as a good steward, as much of a good steward as they are. Yeah. So, and that's how they... And that facility down in North Carolina oh is insane. <laughs> really? I, uh, I hope Just to drive up the... Just going up the driveway a half a mile, whatever it is, like the to get to mansion. the brewery <laughs> is insane. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. That's, uh, it's come, like going, I, what I can think of is yeah. like Michael Jackson's Neverland. <laughs> oh, <beer>. Not <laughs> for me. It was Neverland for With me. With less pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so much less. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so much less pedophilia. Well, let me see. I had, a, place to go. I, had, yeah. I had six beers. No, yeah. no, there was no pedophilia. Even with over-drinking, over-consuming, no pedophilia. Yeah. Not, I mean, the facility is unbelievable. Yeah, but they had history. Yeah, like they had these um, cases, glass cases of hydrometers from mm. like the eighteen hundreds. What? They had refractometers. They had old crazy shit that was like from a museum on top it of a really, brewery. It really, yeah, it really yeah. was. Oh, yeah. huh. I was so impressed. 
So I was like, and then the, the key thing that got me was I'm walking down a, a hallway and on either side was the lab. And then over here was the, the hop room. And then over here was a chiller and over here was that. But right down. It was this, like a Jurassic Park tour. Pretty right? much. And right down the middle of this were drains, floor drains. And I'm like, that's ingenious <laughs> because the brewery was over here. And yeah. then you were over here. If you had to have wash anything. Right. It's going down the drain. You're not mopping. You're not. And I'm like, fuck. These Lots guys. of squeegees, though. God I would damn. imagine they have a lot of squeegees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you get to drink the, uh, when you're there, it's the only place you can get it is the bottled uh, version of the Sierra Pale on draft. Mm. Right? So that's the, the, you know, the bottle version's a little stronger than the draft version. Yeah. And the bottle, but they only sell it on draft there at that at yep. the pub, right? So it's the biggest seller there, and it's well worth it. No. <laughs> they have a garden. They have yeah, a yeah. garden out mm. back that they where they where grow grow everything they yeah, yeah. they grow like you know basil stuff like that I mean, I could do just that. To, just to make small you know <laughs> small batches That's of stuff nice. yeah it's oh you mean like pilot great. programs and stuff like that oh. they're just trying things out it's yeah. nice it it really is it really it really probably is the I'm not sure I've ever been to any place that was more the beer, you know, castle, the beer yeah. thing. I mean, I've been to some interesting ones in Germany that are more artistic. Right. But, uh, right. Ha- but that, that place is the overall, you know, the mecca for, for American craft beer, certainly, for sure. It's like 17th century, 18th century. You can't match that here on, in, right. in the United States. But, however, you can match some of the history that we do have. Right. So that's, that's tough. So I, I just want to just summarize really quick. So... The three like big IPAs that got me into craft beer. It's going to be Sierra Nevada. Yep. It's going to be Dogfish 60 Minute. And yep. it's going to be Hoptical Illusion. I want to be completely honest with you. Because awesome. it was readily available and here to go. That's a great list. I mean, those yeah, are the three. That's a good yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've given a, a Mount Rushmore of them before on the show. But that's really what it is. And I'm not well, kissing ass. I'm just I'm being serious. Well, we all know from previous. That it's Dogfish. I dogfish know. is. But like Sierra Nevada was right there. And I'll, so I'll say this. Uh, when I open my basement, which is just you know my own little personal brewery, um, <laughs> I the first keg I got was Dogfish, second keg Rastafari. There you oh, go. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah second yeah, keg yeah. I ever got in my basement was Rastafari. I finished that myself. It was one of the ones that <laughs> so different. I, I mean, I didn't drink it all myself, right. but I right. finished it myself. Liar. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe nice. I did. All right. Nice. So, uh, but it, it's it's so different. Like, how did those recipes? over the course of years come about? Because like I said, we listed the four cores that I remember when I first started drinking Blue Point. How does Rastafari come through the mix and become a beer? Well, that was just the beginning of rye IPAs, right? And so part of what we always tried to do, what I was doing at the time, was be on the forefront of those things, of those recipes, those new things, white IPA, rye IPA. And so um, one of the interesting pieces in the the Rasta is uh, the spice edition, right? And so that... When you think about rye bread and you think about w- w- different ways that rye is used in our in our uh, society, that that having a little bit of that spice and you know when it went to the GABF and won right off the bat, and it was just a real complex. Uh, it was a way to to have an additional complexity to IPA, right? Yeah, and, and, so, and that's exactly what it did because it, it was something different. Yeah, and I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, and it was uh, we re- I really liked it for that, and and that was. You know, the, not not the same old thing, and taking those different ingredients and in a you know, nod to to you know a different way of brewing, and not and I wanted it really to be different, right? Because it was rye, and I wanted that to come through because that's hard with all the hops that are in it, right? Can always 
the, the, the IPA hops can always dominate. So we yeah. had to have some way for that rye to come through. Is there any so plans on revisiting in that in a way? Like maybe for like a 420 Fest or something like that? Well, it comes out, it, it was out this year. Right? It, it was. was out this year. Yeah, it was out this year. I did see that. I did see that, but I didn't get a chance. It wasn't distributed yeah, very yeah, wide. Yeah. It was something right, right. that was available here, but not so much. So I didn't get a chance to get it on my hands on it. But that, that like constantly, you're trying to look to see to bring big things like that back and put into it like a yearly schedule. Yeah, we have a once a month we bring one of the brands back. Nice, from right. the, And so that's you know, Rosters will always be in that list, nice. right? There's yeah, the ones yeah. we, we, we vote in, we vote internally for the list and ah. what, what's everybody wanted for you. And there's certain ones that just show the pale ale shows up the. The roster shows up. The, the, you know, different ones show up, and so you say it's twenty ESB, ESB obviously. 20th anniversary the, of Rasta. Is that what you said? Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. This is our birthday. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. That's when it was. Right. No, I'm saying, but yeah. that, like, that's what it was. It was twenty five years. No, no, no. Rasta was like oh eight. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. Oh no. I was, yeah. I was this, this year's our was our birthday. That's why. Oh, we, okay. That's yeah, why yeah, we yeah. revisited these old brands. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. No, they're good to bring out and uh, for people to connect to those old brands again. And and because they're really good beers, right? And they're not, it's not, when you bring back one of those things, I mean, we're certainly as society has changed, everything's about what's next, what's next, what's Mm -hmm. next, right? And so, and that's fine. Everybody wants to... You know, that, that's the way we're moving right the now. The hot new thing. Right. But beer is not like that, right? I no. mean, beer is not made to be doing that. I mean, it's unfortunately well, that the business is sort of driving it with that way. But beer is really not made to be that way. And case so, in point, I, I mean, just post-COVID, I saw Toxic Sludge on the shelves at my local distribution. I bought all of it. All right. Because I remember yeah. what Toxic Sludge was to me. It was that black IPA. And mm. you know how much I like black IPA, Stephen. Oh, and, and Thomas, yeah. That I was like... I forgot about this beer for 10 years. Yeah. And here it is. And it was just as good as I remember. Yeah. The the the, the bringbacks have been unbelievable. Yeah. Like the, the brewing team has done phenomenal jobs. And they're always, like, looking at me, like, you know, is he going <laughs> to taste it? You know, what's he going to do? Is he going to hit me? Is he going to do this thing? We, yeah, I, beat I, me about the nose and face? Yeah. Right. Give a nod from Burf. Or high, high fives. One high of fives the funny things was that my, the old office we had in River Avenue, <laughs> my old office in the brewing floor, was made out of wood, not out of sheetrock, right? And so uh, I'm a baseball guy, and so people would come in, and I'd get mad at them. I had a, always had a baseball, and I would just <laughs> throw it at the person I was talking to, and it would hit the wood behind them and come back to me, and I could catch it. And it would, you know, put people off a bit. You know, they would be, yeah, yeah. like, a little bit. Know, this guy's out of his mind. Just a little bit. And they'd yeah, leave, yeah. and they, you know, especially somebody new, and they would say, hey, he just threw a baseball at me. And they're like, did he hit you? No. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're in. But that. Well, Mets or Yankees, or not a local? Oh, it's Mets, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Thomas, yeah. suck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, all, uh, the rest of us are Mets fans. Yeah, That's yeah, 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 he's, yeah, the only, he's the outsider in this this crew. On another crew, he's the insider, but on this crew, he's the outsider. Um, but for the most part, I mean, what you guys have done with the choices you have made have brought you to this point. What, like, what do you think is the key to all that? Well, it's the people. Who, somebody buys the beer. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the audience, right? No, it is. It's the. It's but, yeah, the but you have to attract the audience. You got to get them. Yeah, here. yeah. You got to get them to the, the re- local. Relentless beer. connection to the to the to the people that are here, right? The parties that we've had, the live music, the being part of the community, right? Yeah. And it's just the relentless part of the community that that we've always done and we will always do, right? That it, it'll, it'll never end. And that, that, to me, I hope that resonates throughout what, what we do and what we always will do. And so that, that, that piece of it 
is so hard to sort of put down on paper or ask what an ROI of having, you know, having uh, the Grateful Dead drummers in our parking lot. People yeah. tell me about that, you know, things that uh, that we've been doing this so long that people come back and have a story that happened at River or yeah. a Blue Point story. And those things don't happen unless you do all those events and do all that connection and all the charity stuff. Build and the all history. The fresh, right. Yeah. And Build y- the stories that you are telling now right. that the future generations will tell to their next of kin and, and future and forward right and that's and of course it, it's we're a brewery it's about the beer right yeah. and the liquid has to be good and the relentless pursuit of quality beer right i've had some very interesting conversations as you know the, our world has changed here about you know one of the, the of the advantages of being acquired is that the people that acquire you don't understand exactly. They don't know you really, right? And so, as they're getting to know us, they're understanding. You know, I'm saying why you do what you do, right? And one of the pieces of it is sort of we sort of have this attitude we've always had, but part of it is because we believe in the quality of what we put out constantly. And when I say to the the new folks, hey, we're going to win award at GABF this year, it's a little bit of hubris, but I I believe it because the quality of beer is going to be there. L- luckily, we won because that would have been <laughs> yes, you did. That would have looked I'm bad. Making promises. That would have looked bad, but <laughs> but the the point being that it's it's that you get this level of quality that is probably different from what spreadsheet show is going on in the industry, and the people that are here. And that's your other part, right? It's the liquid and the people that are here or what the brand really is. And that will always be it. And during those acquisitions, have you had representatives from those companies come and just hang with you and find out what's going on and just get the feel and the vibe of what's... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they've come to Toasted Tuesday and, yeah. you know... That's, they understand. They <laughs> got toasted in... Uh, <laughs> they, and get, they understand that real quick then. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's the... the trying to explain you know 25 years to somebody in a half an hour conversation right, is right. impossible yeah, right or and in a so, powerpoint right yeah, exactly yeah. it's not that you it's going to take a little time for them to get the vibe but when they come here on a saturday and the place is rocking and everybody's happy and the staff is happy and every you know we we get that all the time here in the pub it was like the people working here are having a gas you know <laughs> what i mean and like yeah, yeah. and they're gassed yeah. and you know it's yeah. uh, <laughs> they should be. It's yeah. part of it part of what makes it fun it's part of it yeah, but yeah. that 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 connection, right, from everybody that works here to the beers to the to the community, and without all of that working, I don't think we get where we are. And speaking of the community, we talked at the break uh, about kind of your evolution from River over to here, and the evolution of what the town has kind of viewed you as, and now they see you as a hallmark, a staple of this town. How are they accepted it? How have they been, you know? Uh, reacting to everything that you guys have been doing here. You have events almost once a month, it feels like now. So, And we're not talking about like just, hey, we're doing yoga night. We're doing a massive concert with a full band stage, you know, uh, enough in a year. It could cause problems in a smaller town. How has Patchogue kind of accepted that? Well, we, ha- we have to, uh, a real shout outs to, to the village for working with us and what we do. And um, we're always... Uh, we're certainly proud to be here and happy to be here and we want to work within the parameters that that are there right and some of it's just 
common sense, stop at a certain hour, do this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting piece because you say, okay, the, the band's got to stop at 10. Well, in half the cases around the country, the bands don't stop at 10, no. right? And Jones now Beach there's somebody that's complaining, right? And, yep. But it doesn't get you anywhere. If you stop at 10 when you're supposed to stop at 10, the, the, the event is, is still great. Oh, yeah. The event's still great. You started early. Right, we, we're, we're real kings of, of day drinking. and Day music is yeah, our yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And so you start a little earlier so that you can end and, the, and you, you still in sync with the community and so forth. But like the it. village has been right there with us for a million different things that happen when you have a facility this large. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on. Yeah. And all kinds of options and, and things that come down the pike that you can do or not do. And so we, we have a really great relationship with them, to be honest. The, the village who's, who's the people that have been around Patch Up for 20 years has changed completely, right? And so we, we, it, was, it was a rough place when we started. Yes. Literally a rough place, and it's no longer. It, yep. is, it is a shining star of what uh, the politics can do. And, of course, there's, there's people that disagree within the own village, but they always pushed Patch Up first, right? And they were trying to push into change that we had the infrastructure they have the river they have the 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 main street they have the stuff that nobody else has yeah. and so they we the the pieces were there to be a special place it just took a lot of vision and the mayor's been the mayor for a long time oh, yeah. and, and that that continuity that the, it's, it's a lesson that we can taught in in politics all across our nation is when you have people with the right vision that stay with their foot on the gas for an extended period of time you can create great stuff it's not what we see go on mostly in politics yeah just right? the, do you want quick hits and quick change it doesn't work that way it never has if you, I, I think this is one of the first uh, villages that did what they did with the railroad right right there yeah and if you look all around there's so many Massapequa, Farmingdale, mm-hmm. um, Lindenhurst. Now, as as you know, they all took Rockville Center. They all took that 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 idea. Yeah. Like, okay, there's a train, and <laughs> a and train. we're gonna do this wonderful thing on our main street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you literally. Padraig was the the cookie cutter pioneer. They started yeah, yeah. this, yeah, yeah. and everybody was like, "We want to do what they did." Right, because I think it worked. Right, and it was right when you know the belief in downtown Long Island was being lost. Right, yeah. the the box stores were coming to the highways. That we were suffering the same thing that was going on in the rest of the country. What we did have was the beautiful downtowns and the access to the beaches and all this other stuff. Yeah. So we had the ability to come back. Some of those, some places around the country suffer much worse. But as that whole thing happened, you know, on the South Shore of Long Island here at Sunrise Highway, right, as all the box stores and all the sales and all the business migrated up to Sunrise, the, 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 the villages were in a difficult place. And yeah. Patchogue decided to do something about it instead of just sort of wallow in, their, in, in the problems. And so we, we, it's in a thousand plus percent different place, more than a thousand, you know. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is a wonderful place. And bringing back these events and these things that are happening, like Cast Fest coming up, in a couple of weeks, November fourth, just what, for everyone. What year is this for Cast Fest? Yeah, oh yeah, it's 152nd, I think. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, that was the, uh, it's been a while. George Washington was Mark, that the first you're getting, one. You, you're looking good for 127. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's the first one, Jim? It was in our average, some advertisement we uh, put out it's recently. A 14th 20 or 15th? Wow. No, more than that. No more than that. Yeah. Are, we, are we that? Are we that 20 far? 20 maybe. 20 in? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm getting there. It's a bunch. Um, it's a blur. It's a lot. It's a blur. It's, it, it's one of those, like, so I remember it. I have the old orange mustardy cast vest shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
that I remember. That was from River, and I remember walking to the train station, st- stumbling to the train station. My friend's girlfriend is not doing well, sick on the train station. Two thousand and three was the uh, first. Yeah. One. Oh yeah, yeah two thousand three, yeah, yeah. the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I so twenty years. Hey, twenty years. years. He knows. Oh yeah, yeah. Or that twenty years. Wow. One hundred twenty years. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Seems like Charlie was still uh, a pup, a young pup oh, at the time. Here we yeah. go. Oh. Sorry, Charlie. Becker. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Always Charlie. Had fun of Charlie this. Becker. Um, but I mean, th- this is one of those events that's a staple on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, other than let's say you know COVID, nothing kind of stops this from happening. And after a few years of uh, parishioners for God knows how long, and now being part of this event, it's one of those things that brings up people from all over, breweries from all over. It gives opportunity to other breweries. You reach out to the community, and not just the local community, but the brewing community as well. I'll, I'll tell and you, allow right, them to highlight themselves, as you know, as a brewer. I'll tell you right now, it's not only that, but the brewers love it because they get to hang out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the majority of the, the time boy place. they're working. Yeah, right. they're working. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. busy in their brewery, doing what they have to do to keep their business alive and and push their product. This is the one day where they all get to kind of fucking hang out, get loose. What did you have? What did you right. make? Hey, I did this talk shop. It's the greatest time. And and Blue Point has always been the best host. So speaking of which, I, I mean, one year you guys, I don't know, bought like forty pies, like pizza pies. <laughs> And we ate before it started. Oh, we're like, we were eating yeah, pizza, wow. and the the bar was, you know, like we were in back in River. Yeah, we were in the tasting room, drinking Just beers. Pounding. Oh my god, man, it was it was so good. I didn't get the brewery experience or the backstage experience back then, but the the backstage experience now, coming early and oh, being and, and go, go walking around early and and seeing the excitement on everyone's yeah. face like I can't wait to get this out to everybody and what's cool is when you see a new brewery that hasn't mm-hmm. been here before right and oh. they're excited yeah they're like oh man we've heard so much about it we've never been had a chance you know it's and it's I mean Jesse was telling us earlier yeah the amount of vendors you guys have this year too opened it up to more vendors I mean it's, it's 20 more vendors that I remember on the other side of the tent now the way it's set up it's it's Vendor, I don't want to say vendor heavy because it's not but, it's more breweries and vendors, but, but it's so much more opportunity yes. for people to get their local businesses through, and that's kind of again a testament to you for uh, you guys as a big staple on Long Island, kind of contributing back to the community, not yeah. just in the brewery, but like even local vendors. Yeah, it's also good for the vibe, right? People can take a break, take a walk around. One hundred percent. One of one of the great things about Cash Festival that separates it from other regular beer festivals is you end up with there's so many uh, beers and there's so many stations to try beer. There's no ever tremendous line that you have to wait on. There is. So then you know you kind of have to self-regulate at that point when there's no (laughs) when when there's no line. we all do that. that. Well, you see, now, Mark. We all do that to, to, you know, one level of success or another. But the the that that's that whole different vibe. You can just walk into that huge tent, the roar that's going on, and you can get a beer without going shit. I gotta wait ten minutes nope. on this line, or anything. And you can get yeah. one of the most thing, interesting things you've ever seen. Even a brewery you might know, that cask is going to be different, possibly well, than anything you've I, seen from them. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of cast. I mean, what do you guys? You only do like one or two, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a couple. It's yeah, a couple. it's a couple. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple. What, 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 what are we up to this year? 55? Uh, 55 this year, yeah. Jesus 50 Christ. 55 yeah, yeah. casts from Blue Point alone. Yeah, some Beyond alone. Beer. You know. So you guys yeah, so. roll out what looks and like... And a big barrel. And a big barrel. Oh, you always oh, have to have the big, yeah, big barrel. What's yeah, in so. it this year, Jim? Uh, this year we have... What is this? This was a... 
Imperial Stout, uh, Bourbon Imperial Stout. Um, 47%. About nine months contact contact time. Nine months. Yeah, around about. What? You've been aging in nine months? What barrels? Uh, I think it was the Heaven Hill barrel, I think. Oh, Oh, my God. The the amount of bourbon. Should be nice beers, though. Yeah. (laughs) As it always is, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to start your day. It's always a highlight of my day. There's nothing better when all of a sudden you hear... <laughs> and then you hear the bagpipes come in. Yeah. You're like, "Here we go, people! Go. Here we go!" Yeah, yeah. Jim, what went into 55 casks? I mean, what what's the what's the? Uh, by the way, you're uh, yeah, in, you're an insane just, individual, and I love you for that. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just that, uh, that's it, the basis of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. insanity. It, it, it's really just kind of the love of beer. I mean, I mean, I mean, Blue Points give me a life, give me a career, give me a place on this island that I love and this neighborhood I love. So it's like it's just my passion for beer, my love for beer, uh, getting our brewers involved and trying to get people keep people excited and make our two three thousand friends that show up that we don't even really even know yet happy because I mean that's I mean I, I was going to ask you so do a, 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 like a lot of the guys like hey man you know I think it would be a good idea like you know pretzels. And yeah, why not, right? Yeah, we, we opened up. We he didn't even like question your your yeah. what no, you were about to say. I, I said, yeah, let's do Because I know yeah, yeah. there were guys on the floor like, hey, I got an idea, Jim. Ketchup and mustard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. We opened up to anything. And just a squirt of mayonnaise. Yeah. It's gonna be fantastic. Make my own sauce. <laughs> I, I can only be ranch. So, I, it's I, all I, about the ranch. I can only be only, I can only only be so creative. You know, it's like it's oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like they say, it, take, it takes a village, right? And that and that's that same thing with, with this brewery. It takes a village to run it, keep it going, keep it fresh, keep the beers good. I mean, it's, I mean, without our other brewers, or our other team members, you know, I can't succeed in what I'm doing because without the time, without the support, without the efforts, or everyone else, I can't do what I'm doing. So, it's but that, a, but that, you know, Jim's being, you know, Jim, but that, uh, that wall of casts that he puts up at Cast That's what I'm saying. Right? It was like, a, so that like I, a baking tray oh, that yeah. comes out in yeah. multiple phases, and you're like, it's a wall. It's all it's completely. Yeah, I mean, literally, it just, it's what is it? Three high? Uh, we run three high. Yeah, yeah it's, it's three high. Yeah. Uh, typically, our top row we don't we don't throw casts on. Just get get top heavy. We hate to see gonna get hurt. Yeah. Empty casts go cast. yeah, yeah, As soon yeah, as we so. kick them, right? it, it looks nice though. It looks good, right? Yeah. So yeah, we, I had seen that at a Cast Fest in. Uh, Wadsworth Commons in, in England, mm. and I saw this setup. This is a long time ago, and I came back from my trip. I was like, "We gotta do this!" <laughs> <laughs> I saw the wall of gas. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's drawing like, it out. He's like, right. I need three caster V's and literally yet, take yet the pictures, drawing it out. Is like this is how it has to happen because it's a little bit of a you know a, a, a physical issue to have right, all those sure. casts and this and that. And I was like, casters on the bottom, right. roll it out. I'm like, no, we don't lay on the tables. We gotta stack them high. Yeah, yeah. The green there monster of casts here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that so much planning went into that. Do you guys start like literally after last year and just start figuring out what um, you want to do for the next I, year? Or? Marketing does. I'm I'm more of a, so uh, our our time on the floor with the production guys are is pretty limited. We we're, we're kind of grinding out, working hard all the time. So um, I start usually about three four months out. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm I'm always looking for beers. We well, have that one that's nine months, but I mean, well, yeah, you I have mean, to pre-plan other, all other, that. Big barrel. That was that was no, know, big birthday. That was already in process. So yeah, just yeah. something I chose from something that I I tasted that I thought that was the one. So mm. um, out yeah, of last so. year's batch after last yeah. year's. Oh, it was la- it was our, our barrel production for this year. Gotcha. Okay. It was a beer that I chose, and that that was the one that you know I thought was 
the right choice for us. What, what was, I mean, give us a little breakdown. Like, what was the backbone of this? What's the core ingredients yeast used? Uh, this was Imperial Stout, our big base beer, big base dessert Imperial Stout we use for most of our most of our specialty stouts. Okay. Um, a lot of dark malts, a lot, a lot of richness, a lot of, like, chocolate, just this, like, super decadent, wonderful beer that it's boozy but not over the top. Mm. Still well-balanced, still comfortable, still very drinkable. And then you put that with the actual oak and the bourbon and just kind yeah, of get the, this layers of complexity and that bourbon comes out. And as that beer warms up and you get different flavor profiles and it opens up more and you get more bourbon, more, it just, it's just that perfect thing. It's just like, it's just, uh, you find these beers and you find that, that perfect blend of like beer, oak, bourbon, and you hope to God that you hit it. And like, I mean, that's me every year. It's like, I, I, these are my babies. I, 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 I lose sleep over this. Like, I, I, like I, I am not entirely a nice person like you know, Chaz, uh, you know, just because I'm so stressed out. I, I don't know how, I, I mean, I used to bring two beers. And when people would drink, same thing, I'd be like, oh, man, I hope people love it. You know, I, this idea was in my head for so long. I, and I would stress out. You have 55, <laughs> yeah. besides Big Bertha, um, yeah, that well, you're like, oh, man, I hope this goes out. You know. Well, Did you have any, say, are you leaving it all up to him to kind of figure that out? Or do you do you, do you have any suggestions at the end of last year to this year? Yeah, like, it, how does, it better how do you play good. into that? <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my suggestions, usually at the end of Cast Fest, I'm full of suggestions. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We need to see yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get a quick video interview yeah. with him. Yeah. But no, this is Jim, this is Jim's baby. We give him all the credit, and yeah. uh, I, I, you can't give him enough credit. It's something that is not seen in the beer world ever, anywhere, anywhere. It's 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 this unique thing, and I also think that you know because the the work that Jim's been done for so many years has been so good. People come and drink cast beer, and that's the thing that we we that this festival is so funny about is that a lot of people don't have any experience with it. Yeah. But they but the way we present the event, people have an open mind towards what what's happening here. Yeah. And if you said somebody, well, it's going to be a room temperature, it might be fizzy, might not, but it's going to have peanut butter in it. It's going to have this. Figure it out. You know, <laughs> when, when you try <laughs> to when you try to explain it to somebody who's not you know real familiar with what it is, it it almost sounds psychotic. Right, yeah. you know, yeah. it does. Yeah. It sounds like you know somebody has lost their fucking minds and yeah, yeah. has created well, he, something. Bro, he's hitting that right on the <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> this is right. he is hitting that shit right on the head, there, Jimmy. This is the chaos of my mind, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My mind. So let me ask you a question. So, yeah. like, coming up with these fifty-five recipes, right? Do we have sours? Do you try to span a different yeah, bunch I, I, of? I do some sours. I, I do. I do a lot of IPAs. I do a lot. I, I just kind of like like this year. I'm trying to. So my, my my mind this year has been very much into like culinary. Okay. I'm doing some edible flower stuff, some rosemary, some herbal stuff. So Elderberry. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm doing like a shogunai, one of our uh, Japanese Ooh. rice lagers. Oh. With some jasmine. I do love rice and lagers. Some, um, and some um, cherry blossom, some things like that. So I'm targeting some very kind of delicate flavors that I'm hoping that really work out and kind of show um, just balance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, I feel like post But you know there's, my, out of the 55, wait, wait, you, you're going to know that there's one that's just... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some that drop. What's what's that one that you're just like, dude, this isn't... Oh, God, I don't know. This is going to be bananas. I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, usually a big barrel. Usually, usually big barrel. <laughs> that sounds pretty lo- well, rock you know solid, Every, well, everybody, That sounds rock solid. Everybody yeah, yeah, wants the big barrel, that's too. That's what I'm though. saying. It's, 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 it's true. Yeah, that's just, that's just what, to have it the you experience. You're talking about what excites me or what, or what doesn't work? Uh, no, more like... like what do you think will this be that one that too, people are going to be like, oh, fuck, that's 
That is unbelievable. Besides Big Barrel. No, no, no. no. I, I was I was going more. I mean, you could you can ask that question too. But what I was saying is like, you See, just know in your we, back of your mind brewers, like. As this brewers, is not gonna work. This you is always just too have, crazy. You yeah. always have that one beer that you like. Well, you, you're it, so out of fifty-five about varieties, fifty-five varieties, you know one is like that's the one that's not gonna hit. But you might get surprised. <sighs> you never know. Like, do you have one that's way so, out there? Kind of like as I as I've kind of like as I've matured and like making cast beer and this and, and doing this for almost for twenty years, I kind of don't take those chances. Smart. Uh, yeah, I, I just kind of like. Um, you want I, everything to be drinkable. I want everything to be drinkable. I want everything to be approachable. Um, there are I, in the past. I still think I can pull out a pull off a garlic stout. Um, <laughs> um, in my mind, in my head, I, I, I have faith and belief in this, but I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Do you know what? You know, I, I, but I'm still going to go back to it. So just, at some point, you'll see a garlic stout come back out. One of the uh, the beers that I've not gotten into that people are still trying. Uh, is like a sour stout, like sour. Yeah, but good. Stout. yeah, yeah. I could see a black sour. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, I've tried it. See, like Bridge and Tunnel made one. A couple of Queens made one. See, mm. Garlic stout. Yeah, garlic yeah, stout garlic doesn't stout. sound too bad though. Yeah, yeah. See, the right well, amount in your of head, heat in your and head. A, <laughs> in your no, head, yeah. A little bread. I, I go a little bread. A little pasta. I've done some uh, some fig and balsamic vinegar, mm. uh, yes. that, which basically yeah. tastes like the beer is bad. So. Reduction, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It tastes like the beer is off. So yeah, awful. But it was a great theory. It was a great idea. I threw it out before. Ranch. Ranch. Yeah. 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 You're gonna have to do a ranch yeah. cream ale. Yeah. Right. There we go. You know, so, Buffalo uh, chicken ranch Buffalo cream ale. Chicken what? ranch cream ale, bro. Chicken wings to go on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got the ingredients back here. You oh, can do this. Oh, but I mean, that's a, that's the key. Is like matching it up to the culinary experience. Yeah. Is getting beer to have that same kind of feel, right? It, going yeah. in and trying something See, like. See now, he's got me. I, I can't wait now. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm can't interested wait. to see this, the beer wall again this year. I can't, yeah. I can't wait gonna, for the beer wall. I'm, trying, I mean, I'm not uh, a big IPA fan, but I love to see the variations <sighs> of stuff that you can variance and. Yeah. Uh, I've I, been I, thinking for a long time about um, a short contact time with barrel beer. Mm. So, like, I'm doing like with Shogun or like small beers. I'm doing like some Japanese whiskey chips. Um, so I just want to make these small beers a little more excitable, a little more approachable, a little, a little more creative, a little more. Um, depth of flavor complexity mm. um, also just like I want to make a barrel beer approachable mm. like most barrel beers out there are these massive barrel Thank beers uh, 12% 9% whatever yep. they are yep. they're yep. gnarly they're just absolutely gnarly beers or just so much heat so yeah. much just right in your face yeah. can I ask a question for, for you guys knowledge What could you do a Brett Barrel beer, sure. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The, the barrel would be done. I would, yeah, exactly. it would be, <laughs> well, no, you would be have a, to use it again it'd be for a Britannomyces barrel the entire yeah. time. Yeah, okay. you would have to use it as a bed in the oak and be there as a so. as, as a you know dirty right you know. Barrel. But you could do one. Oh, oh yeah, it could be a one off. But one hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There, That'd be Lactopedio, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We when can when you when you go to Allagash, they have a whole building and they have photos and they they're just inoculated with. Brett yeah, and, 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 mm. and Saccharomyces and yeah. just and that's what they used them for. They never they don't clean them basically. I'm just in for I'm in it for the tiny bubbles. That's what I want. Yeah, tiny tiny bubbles. bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want tiny bubble beer sometimes. It's, 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 it's amazing the actual refermentation and the actual uh, the subtlety of carbonation, subtlety of flavors, um, how the carbonation bonds to the beer and it becomes this like 
creamy, wonderful, amazing mm-hmm. kind of. And I mean, I don't make English cast beer. I mean, I'm dealing with a different market. Yeah, I, I make uh, American cast beer. Yeah. Um, my carbonation rates are slightly higher. Um, I try to serve a little colder because I'm trying to educate people, teach people the subtleties, the tradition behind cast beer, things that I believe in, things that I have complete and utter faith in. I mean, um, the tradition of beer and like, that means a lot to me. And like kind of where beer started, I, I feel like that's where beer has to go. We started at one point, I think it's, it's full circle to go back to that point and to honor that tradition and maintain that tradition. That's, that's my job, that's my steward here. My job here at Blue Point is to be a steward of old Blue Point and our traditions. And I'm sure a lot of brewers on Long Island would agree with you. Let's get back so. to Crispy Boys ASAP. <laughs> well, and lagers <laughs> and, well, and all the clean beers. It's, it's, it's also too what you know, Jim's, beer flavored G- beer. G- Jim's getting at is it's kind of tradition. Again, he's not doing, he's not doing English cast style. Right. He's doing American cast style, which is our unique thing. Yeah. But it's, it's something that you know, people can approach and be like, oh, those flavors go really well together. I never had that before. Mm. Broadens their horizons. It, 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 you know, brings them, like this festival, one thing always, coolest people. Yeah. Yeah. The coolest, I mean, you go to, there are other festivals and there are people drunk, passing out, fighting, doing fucking stupid things. Yeah. Just, never here, never here. Everybody's here for a reason. No, yeah. well, I'll say it yeah. starts yeah. with the Taste staff. unbelievable you know, beers. Mark, Mark uh, over the course of years, and, and you know, into Jim's favor as well, have, has established, you know, this, this culture within Blue Point. And it goes to and filters down from him into the staff and then build up from there back to... The people that are here, the, the the customers that come and understand the concept and the culture, and then that translates into those festivals, which is just chill and hip. I mean, my yeah. favorite band, by the way, Less Than Jake, had Less Than Jake here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've had Real Big Fish, you've had all, all those like just chill fucking people that are just like, yeah, let's drink some beer and have fun. Yeah. That's that's that translates to everybody. They understand that. So when they buy a ticket and they come to Cast Fest, they understand. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, that's blue point. There's no though. bullshit. Let's just yeah. go have fun and, and in the culture, point. have fun and drink and, and have a good time. And River Avenue Blue Point, I mean, it was beer guys making beer. Yeah. Uh, we didn't make beer, I mean, to, really to sell it. I mean, we did, obviously. That, that's, that's the bottom <laughs> line. Make money we have to sell <laughs> well, it. Like, well, yeah, we'll sell <laughs> some a little. But I mean, <laughs> a little bit but of I mean we, we made the beer we had faith in, we believed, we loved, and we kind of made it for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... If you want, what's, what's, what's the saying? We, 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 we brew it, we bottle it, we keg it. If anything, anything that we have left over, we'll sell it to you. <laughs> and that's, that's how Blue Point started. And that's what, we, that's what he built this house on. Him and, him and Pete built yeah. this house on. Is that thing, we were brewers first. Yeah. It was always, always about the beer. Always. And the beer has always been king. And, and just after the beer, it was the people. I mean, it, it was like uh, River Avenue, those tough days. Yeah. Those really gnarly tough days, those stuck mashes coming off that floor, <laughs> seeing that tasting room. He still has nightmares. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, he loses very. Seeing that tasting room full of people like smiling faces that I know that were like, like genuinely happy to yeah. see me, and I, you know, you know, no one's genuinely happy to see me too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and as that's it, an honest man right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as he's covered from waist down with wart poop all <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that that got me through a lot of lot of chaos i mean i picked my family up and i came here and i had alan i had alan brady and then i had birth and then i had all of our guys on our floor and 
all of our tasting room folks and then a lot of them still come here and they're still family man then i had the hockey team then i had you know oh my god uh, yeah. yeah and it was this growing community of people that just you know they bought in they bought into the concept of our faith and our belief and our love for beer and that's that's it right i i used to always say uh beer's gonna save the world it's that thing that you know punk rock kids hippie kids you know everyone come together there's no chaos there's no problems there's no drama yep they just come and just drink beer and that's you know i think beer has the ability to like to really like to save the world that's as, as cheesy as that sounds yeah well it's a it's I like a well-designed mosh pit everyone's there to have <laughs> yeah, fun yeah, 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 yeah. get their aggression yeah. and have a good time and in the end they're helping each other up and yeah. making sure no one gets hurt because they're all there for the music and the fun you pick them up exactly. yeah whatever it's yeah, fine yeah. you know exactly. good times um, so what do you see for the future here? Like, what, what, do, is there any, I mean, besides just longevity, <laughs> oh is there God. any moving forward from this? I mean, is this as big as it can get? Can it, can it, can you well, envision anything bigger or well, we, we, more? You got, we got a, they, they had gotten bought by another company. Right, right, right. So, yeah, things will change. Well, of course, but, but that, I'm just saying for, in his, in Mark's vision or in Jim's oh, vision, yeah. What do you see as like the next progression to the to the evolution of Blue Point? Well, I, I think that it's uh, please please don't say non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Blue Point it, water, you, the you know, new liquid yeah, yeah. death. You, you know what's funny with NA is is that uh, we we don't have the particular equipment to do it here. Thank God. So so I just that's I just say that to people. I so go, no sales. We don't have it here. We don't have it here. So I, I we can't we don't have the equipment, so we can't do and it. It's so expensive. it's like a non-starter, right? right? And, it's and, and I realize it's part of the world out there and everything, but it's. You know, we're, we're, it, that's not exactly our culture. We're, no, we're, we're not. We're, we're not really the NA culture. You know, yeah, we're sort no. of the. We're, we're sort of the full-on and don't be an asshole culture. That, <laughs> there you go. That, that's, like that's, that. It's the. It's sort of. That, don't that's be a not, dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we just. You know, we're we're not. We're, we're not that. That's not our piece of it, right? right. And it's in like it's a valid part of, of the world, but it's not our piece, and, that, and that's fine. Uh, but as far as going forward is, I, I think there's. Um, there's that excitement with change, right? And whenever something changes, everybody that, that people have the, you know, are concerned, right? You know, we have a little change change of ownership here. Uh, we were that was ten years with AB, right? Yeah, and we, wow. we did. Um, Doesn't seem like that much, but it was. Yeah, it COVID kind of just right. took everything yeah, out of yeah, the fact. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. right, exactly. And, yeah. and you know, w- absolute wild stuff that we did in that 10 years. Right. right? I mean, we're here. Uh, an organization. <laughs> right. This building, you know, appeared. And all the, all the battles that that was, and mm-hmm. you know, different things like I was on a, a in 2014, AB was just starting to buy the other breweries with us, right? Yeah. And so they created a, a hop team that they wanted to send the American Is that brewers what they around. It? Hop team? Yeah, yeah. We had this hop team, and we would go around the world, and you know, we would try these different hops, and they would figure out if we're going to bring them to the U.S. to use them for American craft beer, New right? Zealand. And so, yeah, Germany, South Africa, you know, these places. Yeah that are very different from what we do. They should have filmed the whole thing with you. You would have been a very interesting character on television if they just like did a documentary of traveling with you to these various places of the world trying to figure out is this hop is going to be viable for an American-grown uh, beer? Along with Zane Lampley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, Sam. And Sam Calzioni. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there the, you go. The three of you would have been amazing. Oh. But, but all of that, that you know, those, um, those experiences and everything that happened here, you know, the... I was in a meeting in the city one time, and the, the guy who is now, Michelle, who's now the CEO, was uh, running China at the time, and, mm. he, and, and I'm talking to this group of folks, and he says to me, I want to tell you something you're going to like. Toasted Lager is the number one craft beer in Shanghai, China. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I didn't even know, you know, <laughs> I'm like, 
All right, I'm glad to hear that, yeah. and I'm going to get my butt over there, and we'll see what <laughs> happens. But, but it's things like that that happen that out of the, that are you know in, when you have an organization that large, right? And that things like that happen that are just sort of mind warping. It just happened. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And, and there's it no connection to it. You're here. Right. That's over there. It's uh, half a world away, and you're right. like, okay. Yeah, I'm great. glad somebody's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, spreading American craft beer, you know, and, and yeah. having somebody enjoy it and all that is good stuff. But all of that, you know, everybody's uh, ability to work in a facility like this has been a, been a great great advantage, and I will never talk bad about them because we have this place, right? Yeah. And in, in big companies, is there's pluses and minuses, right? Sure. And so that's... You, you figure that out along your way, but I learned a lot, you know, from like anybody else, a home brewer at five gallons to brewing and the largest facilities in the world and seeing how they operate and, and what their challenges are to brewing, which are just as big as anybody's challenges to brewing, even though they have these big facilities and big budgets. There's extraordinary challenges to make craft beer at these places. This yeah. is not something that any of these breweries were built to do. <laughs> and so a lot of people, a lot of brewers working really hard to try to figure all that out. And so a lot of fun. So I learned a lot of stuff about, yes. about how all, you know, the smallest breweries to the largest breweries in the world work from, from grain to glass. And that, that experience, I find, you know, once again, that's part of the love of what I do. So I could never get enough of going and seeing these people and talking <laughs> to these places. So how do you do this? I mean, there's this real quick story about toasted lager. When they first were going to make it at Baldwinsville, which is just north of Syracuse, there's an AB brewery there. That's where it's made. And uh, it was coming out of North American Breweries in Rochester. And so I go up there, and, and they were uh, doing the tests in St. Louis to try to do flavor matches so they could move it to the big breweries, right? Okay, so it's not working. They send me a bunch of tests. So I'm like, no, 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 no. And then the person on the other end <laughs> in a line says, oh, this is the seventh one or whatever. We're going to make this one. You can't say no. And so <laughs> I hang up the phone, right? I hang up on the person. I'm like, well, whatever, whoever that was, right? Yeah. And so then the phone starts lighting up. You can't hang up on people. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not. That's not the answer. You know, I don't. Perhaps I shouldn't have hung on them, but whatever. So then they go, okay, we're going to have a, a panel. And I, you know, I don't even know what they're talking about, right? So like, they're like, fly to St. Louis on this day. And I get there, and there's 20 people in the room. There are three AB lawyers. There's the people that are at the AB. They're trying to intimidate you. Well, in no, a way. I'm not even sure. They, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. They had the people that were at the, the the pilot plant that were doing these things, and then they had the higher ups in in uh, the brewing people at, at AB, right? And me. Wow. And so they bring <laughs> and out and, me. and, and me. they and they bring out the beers and we taste them, and the guy Pete Kramer, who's just retiring now. Um, says, oh, explain to me, you know, your take on this and the difference. And I did. I said, listen, this is, you don't have the complexity on the malt base here. You don't have sort of the, the balance right. You have this. And I said, that's, I said, that is the attraction to this beer, toasted lager. Like Michael Jackson once told me it's a beer he could drink every day for the rest of his life. And I was like, that, that, that concept that he had in his head has always been what it's been in my mind is that we want to be in people's lives. Capture that. All yeah, the time, it. right? This yeah. beer has to have enough complexity but not burn you out on it and this. And so then I go through that whole explanation with him and Pete Kramer says, all right, we're going to do it your way. And everybody at the table is like, fuck, I 
see, <laughs> I see, I see exasperation. I see this. We lost. Right. We and lost I, to this guy. I had no idea. I'm like, wow, that was fun. Huh? Yeah. Go, go. <laughs> I win. Whatever I want. I'm not yeah. sure what I won. But cool. yeah. You guys want to go get a beer? Uh, uh, great. Right. So then, I, you know, you know, fast forward a month later, I'm up in Baldensville to tell them the good news that we're going to do this. And the things that I didn't realize, that that level that happened, right? Because we had five different malts from Wireman in that beer, they didn't have that kind of malt handling capability, right? So they had wow. to reroute the railroad track so that they could bring in the super sacks, so they could move the trains of the two-row that they're pumping in for the regular beer. They Jesus had to renegotiate Christ. the contract with the union, and you know, because they got to do this extra That's work. That's what they were trying to avoid. <laughs> right. They weren't avoiding the, the recipe. They were avoiding the fact that they had to do all these extra pieces of work down the line right. to make it happen. Right, and I had no realization of that. I was just there for the beer. Right. Sure. I, I, I was defending the beer in Blue Point, and I, you know, I had no concept of what the ramifications were, right. but it was really the, the first time that they decided that they were going to actually try. Right. right, and so they were trying to make the beer with the four ingredients they had in the silos, and they, you know, we're going to make it with these four things, and that's it because that's the, the easiest and most efficient. But they had their their sort of moment, and they said, "All right, if we're going to try to do this, we really got to try to do this." And whatever the obviously they they didn't have to move the train, but they had to figure out a way to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm standing there on the train tracks, literally in Aldensville, inside the brewery, going, "Holy fuck!" You know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can see why Sorry you're being angry. <laughs> My bad. So about that. Right. My bad. bad. I, mean, I see why where is, you're going with this. Why does everybody hate me? <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, so making those kind of uh, monumental sea changes in brewing, it's been, it's been eye-opening and, and a learning experience. And, you know, it's been a wild time to just see that transformation from what beer was to what beer is today. I mean, you have a, a, a wealth of knowledge and experience at this point. Is there anything that's going to throw you off? Is there anything that can kind of skew your vision for what this brand is? You know, when, when I look at the landscape of what's out there now, uh, the, the Seltzer thing was pretty was, was pretty soul-shaking on a certain level, right? I think it's dying off already, though. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Five oh, yeah. years? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But it was it was that it was that connection to people that I didn't quite get and mm. that, and that the history of beer that is all of us drinking and getting together and doing all those things that we do, I found all of the flavoring things a little difficult to you know, that swing. But yeah. like everything else, it swing it'll swing back yeah. and and, yeah, yeah. and it probably has a little bit already. But that just that that, you know, the the, the difference that be, beer is there for a reason other than just the alcohol and so we you know that's just making something else that's as convenient because it's in a can and, it, and it's cold and all that i find i find that difficult to wrap my head around um but i realize people want it right and it's successful and people buy it and that's their right to do and you know brewers in general are here to give people what they want and so that that's that's an interesting thing for me to sort of watch and live through and the technology. I mean, it was fun to learn, right? I mean, we all had to figure out how, you know, we don't make it here, but we, we made some teas at one time that were a seltzer-based thing. And just, just that, that sort of, that was a breaking, you know, technology there, the way those things are brewed and stuff. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't embrace that sort of piece of it, right. I, you know, so... Um, and, and that's probably not a nice thing to say, but it's just where I'm at with it. You know, you I mean? kind of did it just to do it because it was a thing, and then you're like, "But that's not the core of who we are." We're, right. We're I, a beer I put company. it in my in my mind. It's in a different category, right? right? And I don't think. It, and like I said, it's I, I find it valid. I just it's not where I where my excitement right. is, right? right? 
and that, but when you stand in, say, like a 7-Eleven today, and you look at that door of the products that are there, yep. there's, there's a, on the cold single shells, there's a lot of flavored things that are there. Yeah. yeah. Right? And even things that are labeled IPA and so forth can have a lot of flavoring in them now. And so that's, there's, there's an, it's an interesting time for us to look and say, if this, is this really what the art and craft has really gotten us to, you know? This yeah. sort of the snappification of, of what we've <laughs> done. You know? yeah. Right. Do you see a, a By the way, I love peach snapple, which is yeah. like one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, no flavors are good. Ever. I mean, flavors are great. Good. Do you see a bust coming, like the industry finally going too much? Well, I think we're almost at ten thousand breweries in the United States. Yeah, um, I think it's already starting. From what I heard, in New Jersey, there are some breweries already because it grew so fast and the restrictions are so tough that they're already starting to go. Like the harder the 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 latest ones to try to get open are the ones the first ones to close. That's yeah. what I'm hearing about New Jersey. Now it's a little different New York because we have different regulations and there's different stuff going on. A little more space, I guess, in regards to and population that's into it. But what do you think? Well, I think it's the 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 different business levels, right? If you're trying to make six packs and sell them to the supermarket, you're in a different game than if you have a pub in a town that creates a local community and does that. Yeah. I think if you're it's in a town yeah. where the regulations are positive, and you're right about the New Jersey regulations, mm -hmm. but if you're in a, a place where the regulations are positive, you can sell a little bit of beer out the door too by yourself. You can self-distribute a little beer out the door. Yeah. You can have a lot of breweries. You can have yeah. a lot of those breweries. I'm not sure what that number is. Mm. I think the, you know, the, the challenge of being on the shelf uh, is, is that's finite. That, yeah. that is certainly finite. Yep. Only There's excuse. only a certain amount of space. Only some excuse, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim, so let's let you air out anything you'd like to do. Like, what is what, what would you be... Oh God! Over I, the moon about. <laughs> I'm a brewer. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so many things I want to do. I what, mean, so I what haven't do a, you done that you wanted? I, I want to do a heather ale. I mean, I want to do a amaranth. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Amaranth heather ale. Yeah, heather we did. Ale. When do we, oh, I did one at Long Island Brewing Company yeah. way back when. Yeah. It was purple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. had all the purple yeah. flowers. Is oh, that cleaning what that out, was? Oh, yeah. cleaning out the heat exchanger was. Oh my god, that sounds wonderful. Oh my lord, it's getting flashbacks to Riverdale already. That day, so yeah. Oh, I want to do uh, a beer with amaranth. I mean, I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to experiment with grains. I want to, I mean, so when when I first started brewing, there wasn't all these crazy hops or, or mm. even yeast strains. Yeah. It was complexity of malt. We layered malt to achieve flavor and. Now I think brewers got it easy. I just, you know, I just <laughs> like it. You know, I like, you know, they have spoiled bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, they, they have all these hops. They have all, all these things. It's, you know, I mean, that, yeah. There's just, just, there's nothing I don't want to try. So, like, yeah. like infinity. Yeah, I mean, limitless. Whatever limitless. I can get my hands on, I will. Well, whatever. Yeah. Any, any new ingredients, supplies, hops, um, anything. And Cast Fest is really the place where a lot of these brewers go to showcase yeah. their creativity. Yeah. And oh, yeah. with 55 casts of all different varieties, different styles, different variants. And the first place I go to is the homebrewers. Right. That, I, I, and that's I, what I said last year. I'm like, yeah. first place I'm going is the homebrewers and hand grenades. I'm going to LIBME. Yeah. I'm going over to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for sure. East End. I mean, they got the most radical stuff at times. Yeah. And I, sometimes it's like... I never thought of that. I tell them every year, every time I talk to them, they're, you're, they're the ones that are keeping me on my toes. They're the <laughs> ones that are, I'm, I, I'm learning most from them because, like, they have the most 
yeah, flexibility they, they to no do whatever fear. they want. They, they right. Flexibility. No fear. Yeah, there you go. Flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever no I want to do. They have I no do. fear. No fear whatsoever. Yeah, when you cr- create a, a beer with a hot stone, you yeah. really can do yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you yeah. want. Stein beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's something that worked well. Yeah. Or a hogshead. Hogshead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stone. Look, I want I want to thank you guys very much for oh, your time tonight, yeah. for the hosting of the the, the stage and everything else. Uh, great to hear from both of you. I'm glad we got you for more than 15 minutes sure. this yeah. time around. I won't ask you at Cast Fest. You you have fun that day. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll pin you down. Um, but I want to give you opportunity. To no, no, of, no. We're going to talk to him at the very, very, <laughs> very, very end. <laughs> well, I'll get, I'll get the camera. The out. We yeah, are yeah, going to yeah. pin him yeah, down right. somewhere. Uh, yeah. no, this fucking thing is great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I want to give you an opportunity, just quickly. You know, any anything else you want to promote, even outside the Cast Fest? Anything else that stands out in your mind about the company or about what you guys are brewing or anything like that that you want people to hear about? Well, just want to, uh, you know, thank. Uh, everybody that works here first and foremost right thank you guys for having us yeah, and exactly. um, the, you know the, I'm extraordinarily proud of the team we have here and as we as we move to the next phase with Tilray uh, one will expect it to be faster you know they're a smaller organization so probably a little bit more nimble they have a less things um, that are cluttered, right? Yeah. There's less brands. You've got to have less yeah. than Navy does. focus yeah. more on you. You right. give a lot right. more attention. Exactly. Right? So that, that, that opens up a window for a lot of excitement that's, that can happen for us. And I really look forward to sort of getting back on that pace. And that's, that's I think, something that we got to gear everybody up from and, you know, get going. And But part of that is the creative creativity piece comes comes alive faster right nice there's that that route to market piece that was a little slow before now we have a chance to go as fast as we want so when you think about things that happen at cash fest and people latching on to something in particular would say hey now that's a brand now let's let's make some more of that now let's let's go that maybe that has a chance maybe that's something that people really like let's move on that I think those kind of things are going to be easier for us, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot of that going That's forward. That's exciting in general. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. can't even feel that vibe that you're, you're saying. Like it's like excitement again. Yeah. But back into yeah. something new doesn't mean always something like uh, it could mean, dude, let's invigoration. Yeah. You know, like ready yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're awesome. They're opportunity. They, um, I, I think they're you know looking forward to trying to trying to wrap around, wrap their heads around everything they just got right and, and learning <laughs> and learning about us and. You know, Castfest is a great thing to show them and say, hey, this is this is the vibe. If anything is, this is what it's about, right? If there's anything that we do is, 420 is another thing. Yeah. If they I mean, they're, they're the Sweetwater folks, so they're familiar yeah. with the 420 thing. They're yeah. like, blow it up bigger. What are you doing? Yeah. Go, go, go. By the way, so. let's can we talk to them to get Sweetwater to make that brown again? That that hash hop brown. <laughs> oh, I miss. That's mm. one of the beers. That if you can t- ask me, what beer would you bring back that is not sold anymore? Hap, uh, hop hash brown. Oh, okay. Best beer I've ever had. Wow. In regards to that style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hop hash brown. All right. Bring we got to get the guys to dive off uh, Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, we got to so, get we got to get the ovens up. Oh my god. Yeah, it, and just bring it and just dry dry heat it over the course of <laughs> 45 to 55 yeah. minutes. Or four hours, whatever yeah, yeah, it takes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Jim, something to uh, to say. I mean, even at Cast Fest, what yeah, what, do, mean, what do people have looking forward to? Oh God, uh, so many phenomenal beers. 55 so many five casks. So many, uh, Fifty-five casks. All your favorite brewers coming together, uh, drinking beer, doing things they love, doing things for the right reasons for the love of beer, and just you know thousands of your best friends you don't know mm. yet. So, but yeah. yeah, I mean, 
biggest thing for me is like Blue Point and Chaos Fest and everything. I, I just want to thank our consumer. Yeah. I mean, because like if you're not drinking it, you know, we can't make it. Yeah. We're, we're super symbiotic. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I need you. Yeah, please yeah. do it. So, I mean, I need our you. tasting room people, I mean, people that have been with us, stuck with us, that, you know, did the transition and, you know, I, your family, just, just stay with us. Have faith in us. We're It's we're a still testament there. to your 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 audience over the last 20 years. Sure. Yeah. There's still people coming back from year one that are oh, still yeah. coming back to Cash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's lots of people that have been every year. single one of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the vendors that are there, and of course, the absolute world's best podcast will be there. Yeah. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Mars. hands down, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. We've only been doing and, it for seven years, and, and we had... Tens of hundreds of people listening, <laughs> and, nice. and we'll be talking to Mark at the end of the cast. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be good. <laughs> Mark, Jim, really appreciate you guys for being on the show. Thank you very much for hosting us, and thank yes. you very much for everything you guys have done for not just uh, Patchogue, but for the community, for the brewers uh, on Long Island, and, and put us on the map. Long Island is on the map, a hundred percent. People talk about it in New Jersey. People talk about it across the country. So not a lot of people. It's a destination. Not a lot of people know. Yeah, and I don't know how many brewers have done this. Yeah. They invited all the local brewers yes. on Long Island, brought us in here, showed us the facility, yep. fed us, gave us as much beer we could drink until we passed out in the bushes. A <laughs> um, couple of us did. Uh, I, I, I peed, and then you passed out. Well, yeah. that too. Yeah. But showed us the whole facility, showed us everything, opened up this building to us, saying, hey, look. And on top of it, gave us the opportunity as local, you know, independent brewers Hey, if you have a need for something, let us know. We can get it for you. <laughs> well, no, like testing of, mm-hmm, uh, of, right? of, of beer. You know, hey, we had a problem. Can you test it? I, I had a problem. I had an a infected batch. I sent it. Guys checked it out. Yeah, you know, you had this. You know, what did you do? What did you use as a chemical? A lot of big breweries don't do that. Yeah. You know, a, a, the a, give back. Which is, well, is what Cast Fest is, is allows them to come 100%. and showcase what they're capable of. 100%. And allow them a space and a place where it's fun, exciting, and everyone can be part of it if they choose. So, Mark, Jim, really appreciate you being on. Blue Point Brewery, of course, in Patchogue, Long Island. And listen, uh, we've had a fantastic time here. Yeah. Beer's always delicious. There's nothing I can't, I mean, Tom, beer? Oh, don't don't talk. All to right, him. we're good. So don't talk, don't don't talk. <laughs> He's going to be our Steve McKenna from now on. Don't talk to Mother Pumpkin uh, Mother, Barrel Age. <laughs> Mother uh, yeah. Pumpkin Barrel Age over here. Ooh. Had a great time. Tom's going to haul all the equipment out of here. Yes, this is the Mike Dean, Steve. Gubsradio.com. We will be uh, airing this on Monday, October twenty third, and then uh, we will be at Cast Fest November fourth, uh, starting at what was it twelve o'clock, one o'clock. I forget what the we'll, VIP we'll, is. We'll, uh, whatever. We'll you be, can check out our, I believe our, 12 o'clock our Instagram and VIP. you'll see all the information on there. And then come check us out. Come say hello. We'll be there interviewing people from all uh, all over Long Island. Play some brew bag. And, uh, yeah. Well, listen, challenge us. Ooh, Beers no. on us if you can beat us at brew bag. Wow. Suckers. Holy smokes. Suckers. <laughs> barrage beer will be in the house. Huh? Yeah, I'll bring some barrage beer. Okay. If right. you beat us, you get some barrage beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah. right. nice. That's worthwhile. This is the word of Mike Pete and Steve Ghostwriter.com. Anything before we get out of here, Steve? Yeah, get those fucking tickets to the Cast Fest. You're damn right. This is the word of Mike Pete and Steve Ghostwriter.com. And we out. Out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again. Gov's Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.